0: So, welcome everyone. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is, what whatever time zone you're in, whatever part of the world you're in, listening to us because we do see our analytics, and we do see that there are people from around the world that are listening to us, which is actually kind of cool. So, I um, I welcome you to Skids Up Heli Podcast, which is uh, apparently one of the few surviving costs podcasts now nowadays oh, so oh, oh. <laughs> so um Ooh. but we're still here and we hope to not disappear and to not go into oblivion and i hope not to piss off of frank or Darren too much and we can uh, keep on going with this podcast that's so, it i'm done i'm out of here i'm quitting <laughs> i'm quitting All righty, guys. So um, I guess that uh, we should go right into it, into, uh, well, actually, you know what? I forgot because I'm very excited because it's almost the end of the year. I forgot to uh, start off with uh, your welcomes. So first of all, Darren, Mr. Canadian, say hi. How's it going, eh? Nice. Uh, Mr. Frank Moradieos, say hi. Oh, Javier,
1: even you can't say my last name correctly. Frank said <laughs> okay, uh, okay, there moradielos. you go. You said it right now, like it's supposed yes, to
0: be. Yes, yes. It's it just it's it's. I have to, you know, where you're at, you have to act like where you're at. So, you, if you're in the U.S., you have to kind of like talk like, you know. Oh come kind on! Of like, I've said it right when like I introduced that? Frank. I said it right. You did no. You have to say it with moradiellos. You know, with with a with a Spanish accent, moradillos. Francisco moradillos. You got to do,
1: like do it like Augie does it. You got to do it like Augie does.
0: I kind of freaked, uh, freaked
2: Frank out when I first said it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Moradillos. Nice, nice. Very nice. Getting good at- yeah. Yes. I know. I'm okay. German. I can, I can, r- I can r- r- roll my R's. Oh.
0: R- nice. Then you have to try <laughs> the, the, the ultimate Mexican tongue twister for the R's. Oh, what's that? It's uh, Rápido Ruedan Las Ruedas del Ferrocarril.
3: I won't even try
0: to do that. I'm not even sure what you said.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's the ultimate tongue twister for, for learning the R in Spanish.
4: <sighs> oh. All
0: right. All right, buddy. So uh, why don't we get started? So now that I forgot and then didn't forget to introduce everyone, so uh, let's, uh, let's get started with uh, our round robins. How, how about that? So, Mr. Darren, uh, why don't we start with you, since I actually have you at the top of the list on Discord. So, let's get started with you, and uh, why don't you tell us what's been up with you for the last few weeks on those northern Canadian uh, lands?
2: Oh, well, my move is finally done. This nice. was a long, frustrating, and very painful move. I mean, moves are always, moving is never fun anyways, right? It's, it's always a bit stressful no matter what. Yeah. This one just seemed like it was the move that never ended. It, you know, I did it for the whole, over the whole month, and it just took forever. But I am fully moved, well, I shouldn't say moved in. I have all my stuff out of my old place. I have everything into the new place. I don't have everything set up at the new place. But everything is here and, uh, I now have the new podcast and music recording studio is set up. I still need to, I need to buy a few things now to go and make it a little bit better in this location. For one, it's quite possible that we will be hearing train horns because I'm maybe half a mile, if that from uh, a major, major rail line. So
0: are, are you supposed to talk in kilometers and not miles?
2: I'm trying to make it so you guys can, you know, <laughs> you guys can understand, but yeah, it's, we're talking even less than half. We're talking, you know, maybe a kilometer from, uh, from why are you trying to lines. confuse me, man? Can you so. just say, Hey,
1: <laughs> talking football fields, how many football fields are away?
2: I don't know. I don't watch football. <laughs> oh my I don't like God.
1: football. <laughs> Baseball fields?
2: <laughs> no. H- no. hockey arena no no no, no.
1: don't confuse me no
2: maybe a so. soccer anyways pitch. put it this way i'm not all that far away from the railroad lines and i've already noticed when i was doing my setup this today this evening that it my microphone was actually picking up the train horns as they can't come by it's, uh, so it's quite possible that will be heard other than that yeah, it's it's been it's nice to finally get everything, all that at least, out of the place and and whatnot. And I'm not going to rush on setting up the new on unpacking everything. So I do need to buy. I got no, I don't have enough furniture. I moved in, so for people who are interested, I used to live in a basement suite. Unfortunately, I through a interesting situation, I ended up having to move out, and so I've actually. Got together with a friend of mine and moved in together. The two of us, him and I, we rented out the upstairs of a house. So we've rented out a three bedroom upstairs. And then this also has a bonus loft area. And so my recording studio is set up up in the loft. So, which is kind of nice. I got a nice big open space where I can do all this. And, uh, my friend who I'm rooming with, he also flies RC, although he's, a uh, He's a planker. He's not a uh cool. a heli guy, but he's planker. He does, like me. yeah. Well, <laughs> he doesn't fly any helis, so oh, he's he's only. Planks. We ha- we have to fix well, that. I should say,
0: We have to fix oh, that.
2: Oh, trust me, I've tried. I've tried. He has no interest. Um, he <sighs> does do RC cars and trucks as well, but uh, who cares? Ah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So anyway, so we do have, and that's actually how we met. Was through RC flying, kind of. So. We have this whole loft area set up as our hobby space, so we have to do all of the RC stuff up here as well as my recording studios up here, so yeah. As far as actually flying, I actually flew today for the first time since October. My V control says that the last time I flew was October 28th. Wow. And yeah, so I finally flew. It's been, well, I shouldn't, I, I have done a little bit indoor, but I don't know if I really count that all that much, but oh, outside, this is the first time I've flown my helicopters. My logo, I actually had not reassembled my logo after Urcha because it didn't fly right at Urcha. It was having a tail issue. Interesting. And so today is we record on Tuesdays. And so on Saturday I actually got motivated to go and break out the logo and see if I can figure out what was going on. I finally figured out what was going on with the logo, with the tail. What Somehow. Was so on the pitch slider itself, with the logos that you actually thread the black the brass sleeve. Um and the bearings sit over top of the brass sleeve and then that threads into the plastic, the, the, pa- the okay. plastic pitch slider. Somehow, I guess one of the bearings locked up and started spinning and it melted the plastic, but it oh. didn't melt. It melted only just enough. So that what it actually did is it locked the whole thing up. So the tail was still spinning, but the pitch slider was actually the brass sleeve was actually spinning out of its slot and coming unthreaded as the tail was spinning. And so, what it was doing is it was pushing the tail over, which meant then that the helicopter started pirouetting all on me all the time. Oh. And so, yeah. And even when I would hit throttle hold, it would still pirouette. Well, that explains why it was still pirouetting. So, yeah. So, I got that all figured out and fixed and went and flew it today. And it still didn't quite fly right. Looks like I now have... A very, very slight bend in the main shaft as well. It didn't show up badly in flying, although I did see extra vibrations on the V-Control. So, but it didn't, I didn't actually physically see any vibrations in the helicopter, but I did see extra vibrations on the uh, V-Control logging. And when it was spooling down at the end of the flight, I noticed the the swash plate, you know, the anti-rotation pin. It was moving mm-hmm. in and it was moving in and out of the the anti rotation part. The pin was sliding. It uh, was moving in and out, just barely, like maybe a millimeter, millimeter and a half, kind of a thing. Like it wasn't moving much.
1: I remember uh, Nick Len talking about yeah. how you check your swash, your your main shaft being bent is by just spooling it up on the bench and seeing if the pin that goes into your anti rotation. Moves
2: back and forth. Yeah, and I've seen Kyle Dahl recommend the, the same thing. So I got that figured out, and repaired the tail anyways. And now today I gotta looks like I gotta go and replace the main shaft on the on the logo. But other than that, it flew flew fine. It was the first time that thing has flown since August, since Urcha. And, and, this, and, and I, this is
1: a logo six ninety, right?
2: Yes, correct. That's the logo six ninety. So. Okay. And then flew the the Spectre V2 as well, and it flew fine. Atta was no boy. Problems with that. Of course it's going to so, fly fine. It's a Spectre. Yeah. No, exactly. So I only got two <laughs> flights in today, uh, mostly because we just, this, you know, this is wintertime. It's wet and miserable out here all the time. And this morning, it was actually no rain today, but it was really super, super foggy. And the fog lifted just as I showed up a little bit after, a little bit before 11 o'clock in the morning. And then the sun goes behind a mountain at one thirty, and you lose all your light and it just doesn't uh, work very well. So I only got two flights in, but hey, you know what? Two flights is better than none.
0: Oh yeah, that's and, uh, uh, two more than I've got in, uh,
2: in months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it was really nice to finally get a little bit of flying in and... And yeah, that's pretty much about it. I think I am. Yeah. Once we start getting into the main topic then I got other things I want to talk about, cause there's been all kinds of stupid stuff happening. Well, I could probably go and mention one thing, uh, with flying here in Canada, Mac, uh, Mac now has a new, new, new president. So whether that will mean that we might actually be able to go and make some changes with Transport Canada and maybe we'll finally be able to have a decent relationship. I don't know. But uh, that was announced just last week that there's a new Mac president. So, which hopefully that's good news. So, we'll
0: see. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I'm 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 hoping that for you, my friend. Yeah. I'm hoping that, that that works out well. So, yeah. No, dude, I, all you got to do is just
1: leave Canada. Come to the states, man. Well, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this: move, move, move to the East Coast. Come, to, look, I'll come hang out with you a couple of years at RCHO.
5: You won't. <laughs> there's no rules we follow there. I'm down this way. So much better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude if you want to get a- my my plan for the new year, at this point, at this point, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I will probably not rejoin Mac, which means that I won't be able to fly in Canada. Unless I'm flying something that's under 250 grams and not at at a max sanctioned field. My plan at this point, and for uh, all of our listeners on the uh, Washington, Oregon, even a bit of Montana area there, get in touch
1: with me. God's country.
2: I want to try and do as much flying in the US as I can, basically the Pacific Northwest. I plan on flying micros here at home, and I plan on doing as many trips to the northwest of the U.S. as I possibly can. I will be keeping my AMA membership so that I can go and fly at uh, at a U.S. field. So, that is That's my plan at this that. point. So, it does mean more driving and probably yep. hot- more hotel stays and whatnot, or else, you know, even better if somebody's willing to uh, let me sleep on their couch or uh, has a spare room for me, but… That's what's probably gonna have to happen for me for, for the new year, but we'll see. So
0: Okay. Well let's, so let's any listeners want to get
2: in touch with me, then uh, <laughs> let me know.
1: Uh, especially <laughs> up in this way. <laughs> Dude, you can All do right. like I do and just, just shove people's houses like I did this past weekend. But I'll <laughs> talk go. more about that. So as mine continue.
2: And I see we have Steve joining us
5: now too. Yes. Yes. How's it going, guys? Hey. hey, how are you? Good to have it's you here. Sorry, I'm a little late for the show. I uh, did have uh, some stuff to take care of that came up. So, yeah. Unforgivable.
2: You're never allowed back ever again. No, no worries, man. I'm jumping out. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Bye. No worries at all. Oh, no, I appreciate it. So,
2: yeah. How you guys been?
5: Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Been okay. I mean, uh, I moved in my new place. So. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. So I kind of interrupted you guys. You guys were doing your weeks, it seemed like, yeah?
2: Yeah, just all we've done is mine so far, so. Oh, okay.
0: Yes, Darren was just getting uh, wound down with his. Yeah, I'm pretty um, much done, so. All righty, okay. So I'll call them as I see them. I'm actually next, but I'll let Mr. Moradiello's go, because if not, he'll get mad at me for not pronouncing his name the proper way. (laughs) He's still so wrong. And we all know that we don't want to get Mr. (laughs) 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 Moradiello's. Uh, yeah, angry, right. you know? So. Is it more No, it's <laughs> more <laughs> Doritos.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: More Doritos. No, less Doritos. It's no, less, Doritos, <laughs> less Doritos. Definitely less Doritos nowadays. Yeah. For
1: sure. I'm 210 pounds from my heaviest. All right. I'm less Doritos. Ooh. All right. Heck yeah. I think I weigh more oh. than you now. No, I'm at three, uh, three fifteen. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. No, I'm not that much. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not over 300 yet.
1: Yeah, so cool things that's happened in the hobby. I got, uh we went through a massive AMA number change in the Hangout. So we did the <laughs> I, I I changed mine from what ended up in 69, but I have a helicopter now that's number 69, so I don't need that. Right? And to El Jefe. Uh, all this shit started with Scott Graham and his bullshit. You know, Zika, a lot of people. Yeah, he doesn't even put out present. He 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 called himself ReKit. I was like, first of all, you're not ReKit. Wait, what? No. Yeah,
5: he, he should be he, like, yeah, buy a heli crash, sell it, and then leave the hobby, <laughs> and then come back, <laughs> and then come back. Switch yeah, sponsors. Yeah, buy it all over and start it all over again. No. Yeah. Sorry, Scott. I love you, man. But, <laughs> buy a radio, awesome. say it's the greatest
1: thing ever, and then the next day go back to V control. Yeah, Dad wants some cars Scott. too. You know. <laughs> Scott, you're a homie, but the fact's the fact, dude. You can't. You, you ain't loyal, brother. You ain't loyal whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, he's loyal. He's back with AMA. That's loyalty <laughs> right there. That is, that is, you know. All right, no, with uh, no Scott. We have Come him on, on, let's move on. <laughs> we got to have him on here so we can roast him properly.
5: Yes, yes, that's how you got to <laughs> yes, roast him. We got to get him on. 100%. We got to get him on for, mm-hmm. that's an for idea. the New Year's. That's
1: an idea. Yeah. So I changed my AMA, crashed my Bushmaster. Which is a big plank.
5: I did, awesome Ooh, did you do it right though? Like, like no, re- no, no, no. driving? No, no, just like,
1: Oh, I messed up. No, uh, it was it was a softy. The ah. I had a problem with my ESC and it didn't produce power anymore. And what ESC it did kind of like there? landed itself? It was just one little hole in it, and I got that repaired. It's what ESC did snap. you have in there? It's a Scorpion ESC. Scorpion, I think okay. I. I I think what I did wrong was I extended the wires on it, so I could mount the e s c like under the cowling and then keep the wire at the battery where I had it originally, right, so I just extended the wire, and I think that caused some ripple effect on it. I gotta see mm. I saw it powered up, so I might check uh, to see the logs, but I think that's what I did wrong with it you know and and it's funny because Dahl has made com had had done a video about. That you shouldn't extend the wires on the battery for the ESC because it can cause some issues. So. The battery
5: side? I thought uh, definitely not on the motor side, right?
1: You can't cut. So technically, you can't cut the motor wires.
5: Oh, well, you shouldn't because that's that's part of the KV. Yeah. That's part of the line. Yeah, wand, that right? screws wand. up your KV, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I remember. I don't know, Steve. You remember what like the old aligns that you put the ESC in the back, and you had to run caps through it. To get the, you remember that? And I think that was the issue that all I didn't, ex- that I didn't, I didn't put the caps. So on me, definitely not the product that was flying flawlessly before that. You know, I,
2: I always find that kind of interesting. Cause I know it's like, especially for planks. Sometimes
5: you have to go and extend that stuff out. Yeah. And I've yeah, done right, it before you, without you a problem. You need the CG to so, playing with the battery. So yeah, yeah. Right. you need some wiggle room.
1: Yeah, I think it's because I was trying to like mount it in a in a place just where it, where it told me to mount it on the manual, right? Not where, and it's always the CGs always feels weird because I got to get the battery on the right spot. I think if I push the ESC further back and I just reroute the wires a little bit better, I think I'll get a it'll be better. Even though it flies the V plane, nothing flies itself. It's a big old oh yeah, hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome.
4: Mm, yeah.
1: Uh, that being said, I received my number 69 world champions Edition uh, Kenny
4: <laughs> Sweet.
1: <laughs> and I've been building it. I'm not done yet. I also got my little care package from Uncle Doll. Uh, I got a two new of the 5024 motors and two 200 amp SEs. And I got a the flight combo for my new. Forty-eight inch Sky wing slick. So now I own three slicks. So I might like that oh model. Oh my
5: goodness! Such a man. man.
1: You are becoming it, a planker, dude. I. Funny I you guys know, say this. I, I was going through my Google Drive and I found a folder of pictures, right? And this was like back in the time where I had all goblets. And then I find a picture with like four planes and a bunch of helicopters in the back, a bunch of Blade One Eighties, three hundred CFXs. Uh, an Align 500 my Align 600 I'm like man look at the old squad (laughs) man has that changed (laughs) you know so many micros and now I'm like sitting in my in my garage I've been trying to move things out of my like hobby room into the garage because my wife's working from the office from the house more and you know she deserves a better office than having a bunch of nitro and 700s hanging around her as she's trying to work right yeah so I got up hung up on the wall and I'm like looking around and I'm like, Man, I have a lot of seven hundreds and I have no micros. I think the smallest thing I own is a five fifty. <laughs> yes. Four. That's the smallest thing I own is a five fifty. And I'm like and I think I have an Oxy two somewhere, but I don't know where that's at. I ha- I remember buying one, but I don't know what I've done with it. So it crashed
5: in a corner in a box. Yeah. I don't
1: think I ever <laughs> finished it
5: Oh, okay. I think, so I don't un- think I ever Unfinished kit in a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a corner. <laughs> um,
1: so I got that, moving things into my garage, repairing my Bushmaster, and I went to the Winter Rush. hmm. Nice. And so I stayed at the Cashflow residence. Oh, I got Joe redid one of my cases, like kept the outside. Oh, I saw something about that on Facebook. Yeah. He redid it, and it is—it is, you know, man. You know, I'm very biased because he's built so many cases for me, but his work is just out of this world. Like the, the his little charging case factory, he literally has two, like four foot by eight foot CNC routers on in his garage. He has just—it's just crazy. Nice. And the things—and the things that I can't talk about are the craziest of them all. Right, all the stuff he does for these pro drill companies, and I just I can't say anything more because I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble. He taught me, he showed me a lot of cool things. But yeah. oh my god, dude, the thing that's happening on the pro world compared to the hobby
5: world is I mean, on it. Saw those pictures char- of like the the rack, the four posts, oh yeah, yeah dude. charger oh, yeah. cases or whatever yeah. That's oh, no, it, It's a rack. It's a rack mounted, yeah, know, dude. Charger. It, that,
1: that's that's not even that's that's just crazy. Yeah. To be in, in front of that thing, I think it's tall to me. Yeah. And it has, like, oh. ventilation, like, just just kudos to him, man. He's literally... He's in the top of the world when it comes to that, man. There's, there's no one even coming close. Super creative. Like, I love talking to him just because he has so many cool ideas. And we sat down and shot the shit. Uh, and he just gave me some really good life advice about business and stuff like that. So mad props to uh, Cash Poppy, like I call him. I don't call him Cash, I call him Cash Poppy. And even though he's a Gator fan, <laughs> yeah, we'll forgive that. <laughs> uh, but, and then I attended the Winter Bash this past weekend. And, you know, I've gone to that event, it'll be the seventh year in a row that I've attended that event. And i it's gone from OHB craziness to 10 dudes hanging out because of COVID to what it was this weekend. And from an event standpoint, I think uh, Steve, the new Steve Shaw, or uh it's his first year as a president running, and I think he did an amazing job. I think the whole squad, Gator and Bird and the New vice president, which Randy Skip, I just forgot his name for a second. They put on an amazing event. Uh, I wasn't as motivated as I was in the years before. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because I attended eight events this year and I'm, and I'm just beat. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I need to, I think next year I'm gonna, I'm gonna do less events, but spend more time at them. I think it's just trying to do like a weekend warrior. I think I'm just gonna take. More time and just go in, come in on a Wednesday, yeah, leave on a earlier. Sunday, and take take the Monday off from work. So I split my drive home in two days instead of just trying to barrel through fourteen, sixteen hour dr- day drives,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which just wear you out, man. Yeah, day I, know that was, wear you I out. don't know how you do it. I live in the tip of the, of the United States, man. If I want to come hang out with you guys, I have to drive, and that's what it is. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Or fly. But when I came back, it's funny because I came back Saturday and Sunday I was at Amps and I was so pumped because for a couple of reasons, I really, I wasn't there as long as I wanted to be at the event, but I saw some really good flying. That kind of inspired me a bit, you know, the nice. push my, to push my game a little bit harder next year and to try to try to get better, you know, because I just, I'm just seeing all these young kids, man, you know, they're just laying down so hard and it's just so impressive and it's inspiring to be honest um so i really want to up my game plus as my to improve my flying this year mm-hmm. um i i want to fly more nitro i had Bert fly my nitro and he he said it was pretty good and he liked he liked it a lot so we got a 50 gallon drum of cool power <laughs> So we, yeah, for like, for like five guys. So yeah, we bought a, We bought a fuck.
2: Wow. Where's that? Gonna be? Yeah.
1: yeah. The best part that was $30 a gallon. i we all have it shipped. Wow. So nice. it's definitely the, it's definitely the way to go. Where are you going to keep it? Uh, we're broke. We're breaking it down. I, I have a bunch of five gallon drums that I'm going to use it in to lock okay. it. Mm-hmm. They're chemically like supposed to for, for this kind of stuff. Yeah, like the the wider mm-hmm. blue barrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. I'm excited about that. So I'm back to uh, 25 plus gallons of fuel in my garage. So
5: nice. I
1: plan to burn. I plan to burn all of that by this time next year.
5: All right. Make sure by you get December yourself a couple of bearings as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I have a couple. I have two nitros and the the you Nimbus got six rear bearings. To the, get
5: through that. That twenty five gallons worth of fuel? <laughs> yeah, I <I'm> we just joking? <laughs> no, no, it's true. You know, how cool power is, I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well. Just don't let it sit. I think that's the problem with cool power. You let it sit, it starts to kind of wear, th- you know, rust things out back there. But if you keep running it and keep running yeah. your nitros at least once a week, I think you're fine.
1: Yeah, that's that's the plan. And I usually I usually run my my nitros empty at the end of the day, anyways. Like they never there's only fuel in the tank. There's never none in the motor. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was that. Cool. Uh, and I got a new set of HLX servos. Thank you, Sam. And thank you, Patrick for making that happen from Heli Direct. One, one of those, uh, my HLX, the um, torque HLX servos, ah, nice. all effect. Yeah. I got a set of those and I'll be finishing up the world champion edition this by this weekend. It should be flying. So nice. over here and that. Um. I got to hang out with some of my team pilots, which was really cool. Drew, Mark, James, uh all great pilots. They feel really good. Very excited to have them there on the team. And I got to see something that I didn't want, that I didn't really care about. I saw it. It looks like a fucking clone, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
4: huh? Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, my God, dude. I can't, I'm going to stop because I don't want the... The Gooski Mafia
5: coming after me, uh, but yeah, let's talk offline. I, I'm curious what you think of it. I, I, I'm curious. I, I haven't about this seen it in too. person. I haven't seen it in person, only in pictures. But you know, looking at it, it has very similarities. Yeah, I haven't even looked at pictures very
1: closely, so I don't even know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything else. You know, I got. Yeah. If that's the way they do business, that's the way they do business. I'm not here to judge anybody. Uh, nope. I'm just here to. Tell her how I feel and that's how I feel. And if it hurts mm-hmm. anybody's feelings, send the hate mail to Javier. He'll listen to you. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, we um, gotta tick people off on this
2: podcast. Come on.
1: You know, man, it's not it's not even that, you know. It's it's it's, it's so the fact is that it's not a direct home. That's, no. that's colorful no, it's colorful. It. Not. Not, but, but there's a lot of similarities and design ideas and and I speak this from because. You know, I know what it's like to have people steal your ideas. And as an architect, it's happened more than once.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And don't get me wrong, it's it's to the point where sometimes you 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 do something that's similar to somebody else's work and you know, you don't intend to it, so it happens. It's like that. But some of these are blatant, like blatant. Like I swear to god you took a micrometer mm. to an XL Power or a, a SAB. And just modeled it based on what other people have done.
5: Yeah. I mean, you know, people make the argument how many how many different ways can you design a an RC helicopter, right? Like
4: well, you know, yeah.
5: overall silhouette of a helicopter is gonna look similar if you're gonna run a, a round tail boom or boomless support mm-hmm. with a control rod. You know, just the way it is. It's mm-hmm.
1: you and know. that's a great that's a great point. And
5: so it is what it is, I think, at this point, right? I mean
1: yeah, but you look at it and you know, if I saw some amazing flights on it, I saw some amazing people put some flights on it that flew really good, you know. But, um, I hope I wish it luck. I hope it does well in the market. I, you know, I got nothing against it. If anything, I, I welcome them, you know, it, it helps the hobby where there's more models. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, uh, I hope. More people sell servos, more motors, more ESCs, more batteries. And if you buy batteries, buy Maniacs. That's my plug for the day. (laughs) Batteries on the market. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's that's my two cents on that. Yeah, Uh,
2: you know, I kind of think about that, like kind of what Steve was saying too. You know, and and it reminds me of when uh, uh, Steve, when you guys had. Curtis Youngblood on, you know, on right Mm -hmm. close to the end, and he was talking about. He says like it's there's not a whole lot else you can really do with a lot of designing, right? And a lot of it, I think, probably is more just fine tuning. Every once in a while, you're probably going to find something new and unusual, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be as often as it used
5: to be. Yeah, well, you know, Enrico only has so many ideas, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But even still, I mean, it's.
2: And I think part of that problem too is just our own, we always want the latest and greatest, you know, as a consumer, we don't want to have something that's old and busted. We want to, you know, we want to
5: have the latest and greatest so often. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, some, I think some people are definitely in that camp where they want to have the latest and greatest, but I think there's also some folks that are like, okay with what they have. And they just want to make sure they have parts support for as long as they have that model, right? Well, so like, and 100%, that's true.
1: 100.
5: There are, you know?
2: that. and I mean, I mean, I would consider myself to be in that, right? I basically I flew that my old T Rex 800 until I basically mm-hmm. couldn't get part support anymore for it, right? Right. So right. I would consider myself, and then when I went to go and buy something, I bought something that was quite new, and will hopefully have part support for a long time again. But there are some people that if it's not the newest. And there's, I think, a lot of people that if it's not the latest, newest helicopter, then they're selling it and wa- selling it to to get the new one, you know? And yeah. I think there is a lot of that in our society in general where, I mean, look at cell phones,
5: right? And I think in the, I mean, cell phones, electronics are different, but I think in the helicopter industry, I think it's actually pretty healthy to have people that are, always wanting the latest and greatest, but are really quick to sell things and not be emotionally connected to it.
2: Yes. Because that gives
5: opportunity for other people to get into that model way, way cheaper. Right. And also um, help other people that have that model get parts for that model as well. Like buying, I saw like an old uh, blade 500 X on like one of the RC helicopter sites and the guy's like, I don't know what it sells for. I got it, you know, from someone and, uh, I just want to get rid of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, someone can pick that up and be like, oh, that's awesome. I have a whole airframe with everything that can be my spare, you know, crash part. You yep. know, if they like still flying it, right? Yeah. I can keep me flying for a couple more months. Or a couple yep. Right. More yeah. yeah.
2: No, and you're yeah. right. There has to be a little bit of both, right? There definitely has mm-hmm. to be a bit of both. That's for sure. Yes. So, but it does seem like there's so much of a push for always something new, new, new. We got to have something new all the time too. Partly because yeah. I think we just want to have something to talk about too.
5: <laughs> something to talk about. It's this companies have something to sell, right? Like yeah. you know, things things are waves, right? So it's something that comes out will have a have a peak, right? It'll come in hot and people yeah. will buy it real quick, they'll fire yes. and then eventually it'll taper off and depending on how successful that model is, it can continue at a medium rate where a plateau and just continue selling models or yeah. it either dips and the company has to start producing other models or other yeah variations mm-hmm. of that model. Right. And it's just, yeah. just, the way the business is, I think. And it's fine. Like keep, keep these products, keep companies, keep making them so we can buy them and, and folks, we can, you know, trickle them down and however we want to do it, um, to like keep these companies afloat so we can mm-hmm. still get these helicopters in 10 years, you know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I'm always looking at the longevity of it. I want to make sure that this hobby exists, you know, yeah, it doesn't get yeah. phased out because of cost or, um, you know, competi- yeah. like the competition dries up, let's say, right? There's always a good and bad side to both, to
2: everything, right? So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. yep. Anyways, 100%. back to you, Frank.
1: Sorry, Frank. No, like, no, <laughs> no, no. that's, it was a great segue and, you know, it yep. was good tandem and, you know, I'm going to get some hate mail for it and, you know, I'm going to have the goose mafia come after me. Cool. Oh yeah.
2: Make sure uh, you get it on video.
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see people's reactions, you know. If they're there, I don't, I'm just messing, I don't really care.
2: Well, there's going to be, there's always going to be a reaction, just
5: whether it's good or bad.
1: Yeah.
5: There's no bad publicity. Isn't that what they say? (laughs) That's true. true. I'm probably probably doing them a favor by talking about it. Exactly. They're getting, they're getting uh, airtime right now. And that's fine. Like, it's a new model. It looks cool, you know. Obviously, like you said, there's some similarities with models, but that's how, that's how RSC is. Yep. So, I don't know. Yep, and I mean those guys that um the Thailand heli blowout, holy crap, they were flying the crap out of this helicopter. They were man, that we you know?
1: like talk about from a marketing standpoint, it blowing up like uh, well, introducing key, a model, Google, you know, out of nowhere, right? Yeah, In last introducing year, a year, a year how and to introduce a model and how much momentum it can create. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you get someone like Duncan or Tarak. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was another model, having those two guys flying and pushing as hard as they did, would it be as successful as Deguski was? Mm-hmm. That's the question that I, I asked, you know, would could it be? Could it be like,
5: let's say Blade comes out with a new 700 and then you have Duncan. No, no, let's, let's not talk about Blade. Let's talk about direct competition OMP with their M7. Okay, that's a good point. Right? Like they're coming out with a, their 700, but like... I don't they, know. They were there for me. They were there. They, no, they already have it. It's already out and uh, not out for production, but it's already prototyped and flying, I guess. And you know, R and D worked on it. But um, yeah. the Gooski seems like there's way more chatter about it, like way more noise on the internet, on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. just making that seem like it's it might be the product that might win out because of marketing. Well, okay. True, which you know, one is true. supposed to get released first? I'm not sure. i don't, I'm not. I don't I'm have not a heartbeat either. on on no, to it, so I don't know. No.
1: The irony of it is that OMP was also at the Thailand Heli blowout, and there's no videos on it. There's nothing on
5: it, really. Yeah. yeah. Was the was there M7 there? Uh... There. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: Wow. Okay. See, but that's the thing, right? Like the marketing. I mean, it works, right? You got to yep. mark, you got to, yeah, it does. A product, it's crazy. Right? If you don't, you know, Trust me, you, it, no one's going to know. Yeah.
2: I mean, just so. a, a, as much as I'm, I, I, it's probably going to be kind of ironic coming from me, but I mean, look at Goblin, right? SAB. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is, you know, it, it, a lot of that is because of their, they do a really good job of their marketing, yeah, they right? They do an excellent job. They really do. Yeah.
1: yeah, but they have F+ something plus, else going on, dude. They, they, look, dude, those guys, Enrico is a design. Doctor he's a, he's a, he's a yeah. mastermind. He's a genius. Yes, but know? the
2: fact of the matter is, too, you can have a genius designer that's amazing, but if you don't, can't get everybody to know about it in the first place, and you can't market right, it, of course. then it, then it's all for nothing, right? And that's just that's it. True. And that's where, you know, SAB, yeah. I mean, they got Burt Kammer right? One of the biggest names in the hobby for North America is Burt Kammer mm-hmm. And yeah. he's done an awesome job of promoting that helicopter, right? I yeah. mean that's what we were talking about with so talking does it turn, Every right? time that Those a new model comes out, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wonder
1: how it's how you know that weekend they were so strong and they were so like in your face, right? And then you have so many people like working with them or doing stuff for them mm-hmm. that it's just all over. Well, that's it's, where the name they, comes.
2: Right, that's where you have guy like Duncan or 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 feeling, whoever was flying it. It's
5: it's a lot of work, guys. From, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work from uh, Frankly and Sean Hall. I feel like those two guys are like, but yeah, I mean Frank, he's I think I don't know his involvement. I think he owns the company or he's something with.
1: No, he with he me, he works for them, I think. He works for them. partner. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and dude, you know, you can say what you want about Sean Hall, and fuck, I have a
5: lot, I have some things to say about him, but
1: <laughs> honestly, I he he's. When it comes to marketing, he's definitely good at it. Yeah. All came aside. Yeah, I mean, that's I the business
5: that. that he came from and, and you know, on, on the other side of this, you know. So, like, yeah. he bringing his knowledge into, marketing knowledge into our industry is just mm-hmm. a given, right? Like, that's what he yeah. does. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No,
1: 100%. And he's, he's the best at it. Like, if I had a hat off, I'd take it off. So, he des- He he deserved that.
5: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he has two hats and, in my opinion, that's a big no-no. All right, Sean? I know, I know it's because that wasn't your hat, so you had your, you know. I know the reason, but <laughs> just talking <laughs> about a post. Inside yeah. thing. Okay. Anyways. No worries, man. Yeah,
1: Dude, stir that pot, man. I'm with you. I, you know, I'm, I'm a believer of stir that fucking pot. Oh, I haven't podcasted like, sure. so
5: long, man. I want to
2: stir some shit out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sure,
1: Fuck Frank. yeah.
2: <laughs> Frank, you want everybody else to stir the pot, but you don't want
5: to, huh? With- no, 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 no. I, I, stir,
1: I stir the pot let Stir some dude. more
5: pot up here. Just, these gimbals are the gimbals that should come with a V-control. 100%. Oh. Spend, you spent oh, $1,300, $1,400 $1 for a touch. You should get these nice machine CNC. Oh, yeah. They're so smooth. They are freaking okay. smooth, dude. Do you fly better because of it? Uh, I probably fly worse with them.
1: <laughs> to I, I, be I look better <laughs> flying with them. No, I look no, better. I
5: fly, <laughs> I fly the same with them. Um, th- there is a little learning curve with them, but the adjustability and not having to take the radio apart to adjust it, its like the V controls. Um, essence. It's a right? marriage like the, made in heaven. Yeah, okay. no, but think about it. Like the V-Control's essence is like, you get this radio that integrates with this Neo, you just do everything right here, right in front, and you do your programming and you're done flying. Yeah. Except unless you want to adjust your stick tension or your travel or any of that stuff, you got to take it all apart. While these, everything's up front. Like, the V-Control, it's all there. You just, I was at the field, I was like, man, I'm kind of like, this you know, the collective, I'm, I'm kind of like pushing really far. Like the throttle just seems like too far. And I'm like, Oh wait, I have limiters. Took at 1.5. Word, do, 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 do. Top and boat recalibrated, took another flight. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, this is perfect. Now my throttle stick goes exactly where I want to go with, you know, with my hands, like how far I can actually reach before, like I start stretching too far, you know? And it worked out perfect. I was like, this is great.
1: Dude, and they're shiny and mm-hmm. spiky,
5: and they grip yeah. your fingers much better. Uh huh. And they got that new bling blank. Everything, blank. About yeah. Everything about it. Everything about It's like there's only one con, and I will. You know, I mean, this is kind of one of one of the things I wanted to talk about with my week, but I'll, I'll say real quick: is that the throttle, the collective stick will move on its own depending on how you hold the radio. If you're not holding the stick, so. Oh, wow. As okay. an example, if I were to hold a stick down, you would see eventually my collective stick will just kind of float down.
2: Oh, yeah. I can see on video there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so yeah If I do
5: it back over. Hmm. There it is.
2: It
3: moved again. Yeah. yeah,
5: It's down now, right? Yeah, but I, I, ten, I put more tension on the back on the... So on on the, I fly on like, the, like this. So I'm like, before, <laughs> before I, I folded my heli and before I actually like got my fingers on the stick, I was like, oh, look at my heli start taking off. <laughs> <laughs> because i hope the sticks, you know the controller downwards so yeah it just wanted to go yeah. down
2: but then so, yeah, i remember my v control when i first got my v control it did the same thing it was that loose that it would fall down really mine
5: yeah. mine the plastic gimbals have been fine like i i never adjusted mine either i always left them stock Yeah, i to, did
2: i did adjust mine yeah yeah so, so if you make them looser i'm loose. sure yeah eventually yeah. it would do that right see i found mine were way too loose. When I first got my V control, because that's my question is, you. It, I mean, I can see it. It's nice to be able to go in and adjust those things from the front. Definitely. Yeah. But that's also one of those set things where it's pretty much a set it and forget it. Once you set mm-hmm. it, you shouldn't ever have to change it again. So is it really that big of a deal?
1: Oh, dude, it is, it is such a big deal, dude. I tell you why. Because the process of taking the radio part to put tension on your sticks in the back, to flip it around the front. I never got it right the first time.
2: I didn't ever. either, but then I just left the back off and started playing with it till I got it.
1: yeah, no, it didn't feel right about the back on, so i I would put the back on and then you had the antenna hanging out, and you know see,
2: I fly pinch as well, right, I fly mostly pinch kind of thumb yeah. so i don't uh, I don't
5: ever have much for around the back of my transmitter anyways, yeah, I think at the end of the day it's just you know what is easier and what gets you flying. Quicker, and I think having everything accessible through the front is the, the quickest way. Obviously, that's kind of how V does everything, right? It's all on yeah, the, the yeah. touch screen. It's all around. Yeah, the front that's of the view.
1: that's the mantra of the V That's of, what I'm saying. Of the, so yeah. That's yeah, why that, of the they whole ecosystem
5: have like this. Where you, at least, even if they're plastic, have the adjustability in the front, like the yeah. um, Spectrum folks do, right? I would very much mm-hmm. agree with that. They should have had it that way right from the get go. Yes. Yeah. So I think in the next version, I, I hope. I have a feeling, and I would even only put, uh, I would even put money on it that I have a feeling that they're gonna go and get some type of similar type of gimbals in the next like <laughs> I think version right. of the V controller. How, how much of it
1: up to you? Okay, I think you're
5: right. Hey, no, no
1: hating against Mikado. I, no, no, I've no. Been far, I, I've been on that team for four or five years. No hating against them. Whatsoever. Yeah, but. <laughs> I'm gonna catch you up for this. Fuck it. How much of an up charge do you think is gonna be for the next V control? <laughs> oh, two hundred dollars minimum.
5: Two hundred dollars minimum. dollars.
1: I was thinking like four hundred dollars. No, I was, $140 $140 I, I was gonna double. I was gonna double your number, dude.
5: Oh yeah. Easy. So so thirty. So what's a V control touch right now? Evil thirteen hundred. Like twelve ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine? I don't remember. 14, I think fourteen. So thirteen ninety nine, right? Wow. You guys are cheap. Fourteen hundred. Like seventeen, eighteen hundred Canadian. Yeah. So. So seventeen hundred would be what I would think, and you're saying eighteen, like 19, 18 and
1: nineteen. Okay, the, the 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 black B-bar control evil. Is 1300, it's thirteen hundred. It's
5: Yeah, so thirteen hundred. So I'm thinking fifteen hundred is around fifteen and change, maybe fifteen fifty or something. You know, Yeah, I could see that. No, I could see that. I can't see 1800 That just seems way, way like. No, oh, I could. That's, Bro, I, mean, I remember.
1: I remember. I spent, and of course, I'm on the team. But I bought the aluminum regular V control. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I thought that oh, was I a whole lot of money. Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, that uh, was that it, was like twelve, yeah, thirteen hundred, right? They were <laughs> yeah. charging
2: an extra couple hundred bucks just for different colors.
5: It was a hundred dollars for a different color? I thought, and the two hundred dollars difference for the case. Like yeah. So if case. we're talking,
2: if we're talking different gimbals like that, man, that's going to be. I could easily see that for unless they that.
5: outsource it to Radio Master and get these gimbals that are already developed and made for it, and all they do sure. is get in bulk and put them and have them installed and work a partnership, you know, collaboration, whatever. Blah blah blah. And Market. then they would have these gimbals where they sell these. Like I bought these for one forty shipped to my door, I'm sure they would get these gimbals for freaking five bucks each. Ten dollars for the set. They'll oh, still charge Seriously. When you're when you're manufacturing a thousand units or something like they're gonna be ten dollars, you know. They're not gonna be that I, I would so. Okay. I, and manufacturing so much- costs, which means that they would maybe, you know, yeah, they would bump it up so twenty dollars for a set of units or whatever. But Mikado will bump that up to which is where I was getting my fingers
1: And and I think that's fine. I think Oh, 100%. That's
5: business. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, do it. And
1: and there is something to say about your time, right? Like, you know, we're all pretty high-value individuals in this podcast right now. We do very well for ourselves. If you think about the time that I spent trying to figure out how to take this thing apart, calling like (laughs) Augie, showing me how to take off the one little ribbon cable because I was shitting Freaking! Yeah, you just
5: gotta pop pop, pop the top off, and then it pops right off. Yeah, yeah. Susan, well, it wasn't. Like ne- I
1: didn't look, look dude. Just so <laughs> dude. I do buildings.
5: I don't do. I don't <laughs> do electronics. <laughs> right? I make buildings. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, you know. And, small little shit like this. You're like, that no, no, goes no, there, no, no, That no. goes there. Let's design these
1: no, lines. No, no, to work. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And so it took me about an hour. And you know, if you look at the videos that I made on him, you know, you saw me fumbling through it, but. If some if they were to tell me, Hey, we're gonna charge you two uh, two hundred bucks to and it's gonna come with it like that, I'm like Easy money, dude, take it, you know. I wanna people quite-
5: would pay say two fifty to probably ship their V control in and get it swapped out from mankind. Oh my god, that's yes. probably true, yeah. And if they do it, maybe potentially continue that warranty that we've all voided. Yes. yes. Yep.
1: Well, you guys avoided it. I didn't. You know, if something ever happens to mine, the the stock <laughs> cables are getting
5: snapped right did, back uh, on their... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't care, dude. Like my radios. <laughs> this this radio I got first off first batch off the boat when Touch first came out.
2: I, I mean, you did to use it for the first six
5: months. You had it either. Well, That's the I, one, <laughs> I used it and then I had some issues, and but now I'm, I've been using it solid for years. You know, and yeah. Uh, so, I don't care if this is out of warranty. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll pay another $1,300 for a new one when this breaks. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at, too.
1: I, you know, I don't like throw money away out, no. money away or anything like that, but like, dude, I've tried other systems. I really have. I gave it a honest try.
5: I've tried Jetty and, you know, I did. I I, I went all back to this. I cannot yeah, leave. It, I, yeah.
1: And I'll deal with the hot glue fiasco. I'll deal with Swapping out Evos for Neos for Neos for Evos like that that right there
5: is just no no that so that evil business where the evil was having some issues that first gen evil I'll call the Neo Evos the first gen that had me worried about the whole thing like I'm like I'm never gonna get more helicopters I'm gonna have these seven models because that's the only Neos I have because I'm not gonna bother with getting any more Evos. I'm still, you know, I'm I'm, I'm relaxed a now a little bit more about that. I'm still a little yeah. concerned, but I'll, I'll get a unit. You know, I've ordered. I actually ordered from Brian's last email. I'm like, I mean, last Facebook message. He's like, "Damn, they're not gonna restock the Neos anymore." I'm ordering at least one more, <laughs> so I ordered one <laughs> back. You know, back ordered whatever. But uh, but I'll try Nevo. I think uh, a little bit later on, sometime next year, when I've made sure that. All the stock and everything is a hundred percent. Like I don't, I want, I want to hear like zero issues for a quarter, three months to six months before I start investing Dude, money so into it. I,
1: I, have four of like I got, I had one of the first ones in the country mm-hmm. who got them correctly. I had one, all right, mm-hmm. and that one's in a helicopter and it flies amazing.
4: Mm-hmm. It
1: has the hot glue. It, it flew amazing before the hot glue mod. When I put the hot glue mod, it's even better. Yeah. So I haven't had any issue. And I've have an, I have another one on my XL Power Nitro, in a Doug Darby case with hot glue, no problem. I had one that gave me issues, and then I have another one brand new. Yeah. So out of the three I've flown, one
5: has given me issues. Yeah. And that one that's and giving you issues was was that purchased recently, or that was purchased? That was the, that was when the fr- they first They're came in the first out first batch. The, okay, so you bought a bunch the first, in the first
1: batch. The first batch it, into the United States. And it's the same time that I got my Evo radio. Okay,
2: I know one of our one of the guys in my club now too. He actually just switched to just literally this summer. He switched to the V bar and he bought the uh, the Evo Neos mm-hmm. or the Neo Evos as well as the Evo transmitter. Then as well, yeah. And he's actually today he made another another new hel- one or yeah one new helicopter with or one helicopter with by switching everything. He was icon went from icon to everything mm-hmm. with, with V-Control and V-Bar now. And nice. so far, he's got four of the, the Evos. Yeah, he's got four yeah. of the Evos now, and he hasn't had a single problem yet on any of them.
5: So, so you, know, I, I, you know, online on Facebook, I spoke to Peter Russo. Mm-hmm. He's one of the main Mikado tech folks, uh, supportive mm-hmm. folks. And he's assured that all of uh, Mikado USA stock from like September, mm-hmm. October has been with the new chip the new chipset sort of V2 Evo uh, Neo. So, um, you know, so like I said, I'm I'm more with that knowledge. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a try, but I'm still going to just be cautious. I don't need any Neos. And that's the thing. Like uh, if I needed something then I probably would buy one, but you know, I don't really need any right now. So I'm just, I'm buying a regular Neo just to have it brand new and have one in, in my hand. But the next Neo I buy will probably be an Evo and, and, you know, let me just preface this. I had issues with my Evo Neo that I got. Um, mm, you yeah, know. I remember that, right? When you first got it there, yeah. Yeah, and, and but it was, it was due to the vibration from the helicopter because I had a bad bent tail shaft. And, you know, it was just slightly bent, but it was enough that, you know, it was causing some extra vibration. I put it on my RAW 700. I've been flying that more recently, like, every weekend. And I've had zero issues. And I run 760 at... I don't know 500 hertz on the servos like on a cyclic I run I've run seven, sixty, eight thousand on the tail like I want to see if I can burn out my tail servo like trying to push it and <laughs> yeah. it's been fine like none you know I've, I've had no tail kicks no issues it's been forming you know I put 721 SAB blades which are awesome on the Raw 700 like it's just the 721s are amazing on that heli and it just you know it's, it flies great so you know like I said, like I had a worry about it. I mine did. I did do the hot glue mod um, before I put it on the the, the raw seven hundred from the five eighty, and you know, like I said, I, knock on wood, I haven't had any issues. But oh, man, I've had some issues with flybarless units before, and, I, and that's just a scary thing, you know. Lose Nobody's had as many flybarless so issues as Javier. Uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, <laughs> sure
0: oh I'm please, still, no. Don't
1: bring that topic up again. Not again. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Not the whole. Oh my God! The whole barrage of all the fireless units. And why? Have your please please have your. You tried pretty much everything,
5: with. right? I mean. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, where were we? Now we're still on Frank's stuff here. We're- yeah, we. No, I, th- right?
1: I think I think we've evolved. Uh, Steve, okay. we devolved. <laughs>
5: yeah. Devolved. Yes, I devolved. <laughs> <the podcast. laughs> Should we let Steve Devolve talk up.
2: about his couple of weeks yet?
5: Yeah, Steve. Take it uh, over, man. I don't even know what I've been up to, to be honest. Like, you know, when I regularly do a podcast, it's easy to keep up because it was like the last week I did, you know, but now a couple of weeks since the last show, I guess. Uh, every weekend, you know, Sunday, Friday, fun day, you know, kind of deal. Frank knows that stuff. Um, yeah. So I get out for a couple hours, try to bang out at least a dozen flights, but it's usually about 10 flights. And um Yeah. I upgraded my V-Control recently with the uh, Radiomaster AG-01Vs, and I think they are amazing gimbals that I think should be, like I said before, uh, included with the V-Control Touch. But um, yeah, besides that, uh, let's see. What else have I been doing? I've been working on my Miata, um, finally getting the car painted. I'm painting it and doing a whole bunch of brake stuff and just trying to get everything situated and get it going again. So, uh, okay. yeah, I spent some time with that. Mm-hmm. I
2: was going to ask about that because I saw you, yeah. right, and we don't want to spend too much time on the Miata, but that whole yeah. brake bias thing, is that so you can go and give it more front brake so you can spin the so, tires yeah, a lot
5: I, easier or what? Um, yeah, so I can basically determine how much brake pressure I'm giving the back brakes. So I mm-hmm. can give it more or less or give it right on that cusp where like, they would all lock up at the same time if I were mm-hmm. to slam it. Or I can you know do it where like the fronts will lock up before the backs, or vice versa. So, is that a set at once and leave it, or is that something yeah, well, you can adjust no, while it's, you're driving? So it's really meant for like people who do SCCA or like road course racing um, mm-hmm. to be able to fine tune their Miata, you know, braking as they break into the corner, and if they want to give more to the back, they can give more, so the backs kind of want to kick out a little, and you know, just the bias of it. For me. I just bought it because it's cool to have. And plus, I needed to relocate the stock one. And the stock one is kind of like the way that the lines run into it. I would have to – it would just be been a pain in the butt. So, I was like, oh, well, I can buy this thing for 70 bucks. That would make it easier. Plus, I can adjust my rear brake bias as well. So, okay. let's cool. do it. And so, my main thing is with that was just to move that whole um, – there's like a whole cluster of brake – I don't know what it's called, but it's like a, a junction where all the brake lines go into and then it splits from the front to the rears and, and all that stuff. And basically, I've just eliminated all of that, ran hard, like ran lines to each brake and then installed that brake bias for the for the e-brake, you know, or for cool. the rear brakes. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it was more of a mod just to, you know, of convenience than something of necessity, but... Uh, yeah i'm just trying to get this shit done now <laughs> to be honest <laughs> nice yeah it'd be nice for you to actually get that thing done yeah and the little times i've driven it around the you know my complex and stuff it's like oh yeah this is cool i love driving me out i missed it you know from having one when i was younger and stuff so so you know the whole memories and everything the mm-hmm, not just yeah. but yeah heli related i don't know i've been just flying my goblin 500 a lot i've been uh i am testing this battery pack uh, for Maniacs. is a 80 c orange pack, I call it. It's extreme orange. I don't know what the series is, yeah. but it's uh, the high-end pack. And I got to say, this, this, um, this pack is 3600 milliamps, but I would compare it to a 45 c pack, but weighing... Like I don't know how much less. Way less. Like weighing like a thirty three hundred that I fly as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the great things about this pack is that it gives me the great flight time if I'm just, you know, practicing and, you know, trying my my orientations and hovering and sport flying and little stuff like that. I get I get crazy amount of flight time. I get over five minutes, which is a lot for me on a on a small pack like that. So um yeah. Did I, you I say it was high great. voltage? No, no, it's just a regular oh, uh okay. you know, LiPo. Yeah, just a 4.2, you know, LiPo yeah. cells, not high voltage at all. So it's actually cre- it's actually pretty crazy that I would get good yeah. performance and flight time from a low milliamp just because I think the packs you know, I think I think what they are is that they're, you know, they're 80C or so they're just kind of the higher density packs, can, you know, that are a little bit thicker, a little bit heavier and bigger, but it's like the weight of a 33, but performs like a 4,000. So it's just, I don't know. It's kind of insane that it's a middle pack that has a characteristics of their, the smaller and the bigger.
2: Hmm. Cool.
5: So it's not ooh, any lighter ooh. though. No, it's not, I mean, it's lighter than a 4,000. It's like half, it feels like not half the size, but a considerably smaller than 4,000. It's only a little bit bigger than the 3,300. Okay. But yeah. you're getting a lot more out of it, which, which I, See, like. I wonder so. if
2: that's part of it too, just because it's such a lighter pack
5: that, you're getting a little more longer flight time because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be for sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, look cool. like with the four thousands and me just putting around, I can get I can get seven seven minutes on that Goblin five hundred with the Maniacs four thousand forty five C's. What I head know. speed are you running, uh, you running on there? So, Bank One, where I'm just kind of putting around, would be I think like twenty five hundred. Oh wow. And then twenty seven, twenty eight, when it you know the helicopter really starts to come alive, and then 30, three thousand is is where it kind of goes nuts. So like, just on the flip side, this is how crazy the range of um, head speed and, and efficiency the Goblin has. With the just to preface it, also I'm using a seven sixty kv motor, Eagle Drift, so um, matched up with a Sapphire one twenty five, yeah. ESC YG ESC, and. Like, that, so, you know, me putting around, I'm getting seven minutes on the 4,000 pack. I'm getting about five and a half, five minutes on the the 3,600. On the flip side, if I go to 3,000 on that helicopter, I can kill each one of those packs in under three minutes. Like, I I can kill the 4,000 in about three, 310. The the 36 is about just under three minutes. And then the Uh 3,300... I can kill that in, in two minutes. Like, wow, you know, wow. I've never heard the counter go down so fast with me just banging the sticks. Like, ah! like I could just sit there doing TikToks. It's like 90, 80, 70. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Killing, you know, I do the same here. thing mm-hmm. with uh,
1: funnel. Yeah, yeah. And just get and full when you do that, every that? time it comes around, 90. Yeah. 80. <laughs> yeah. 70. <laughs> That's a McGrady 60. hurricane yeah hell yeah oh my god yes mm-hmm.
5: so but yeah i've been uh just flying that and what's great about it is uh i don't know these maniacs packs they're not they're, i think they're priced right and i can buy a whole bunch of these smaller packs so like the 3300s i have a couple i have a 4000 i have two i have two five thousand five s packs i've been flying uh five s as well so i have like Six packs or seven packs when I go to the field, just on that one helicopter to you know, wow, back to back flights, and I don't even let my helicopter cool down. I just go two or three flights back to back. If I'm especially if I'm there by myself, so cool, yeah, it's fun stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, let me see. Was do we did I go to an event? Did we were Well, I hear you. We were very well missed yeah. it, uh, at uh, in Orlando. <laughs> I know. I really wish I made it to Orlando. I was was really upset and had tons of FOMO, which was kind of interesting. There wasn't a lot of posts during the event. No, I was surprised. Daryl posted a bunch, but that was about it. Yeah, but there was more posts like after posts, Mm -hmm. you know, which obviously you start seeing videos and and clips and things, but yeah, I I don't know if it was because cell service was there and people weren't able to stream um, or what, but yeah, it was kind of like, ah, what's going on? Like, is there an event going on this weekend? Like I'm not seeing anything. What's going on? Yeah. You know?
1: So, dude, the, the way to avoid that is to come to my event in March. Yeah.
5: 3rd. I'm trying. I'm trying. So, yeah, that that we gotta um, make
1: that a, we gotta make that a reality.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wanna we'll I wanna see. make that event for sure. That's the uh, what March 15th, 17th. I think you said. Yeah, 15th through 17th. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I never. I haven't been to that event when, like, I went to your event when it was at Homestead, that first one. Yep. But I never went to the Amps one. So yeah, yeah, the Amps is completely
1: different. Dude. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's so way much better. better. So much better facility. Mm-hmm.
5: You know, your feet are
1: not going to hurt all day from walking on 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 rock. <laughs> like yeah. it's just just a better feel, just nice. night and day. Like the Amps feel, you know, not because it's my my home club, and you know, there, there's no
3: better feel. In South Florida. Um, yeah. I would say in Florida. Easy that
1: I would say in Florida. Hmm. And what do you, what do you fly into? To get there? Miami. 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 MIA. And how
2: far is it from Miami?
1: From from MIA to my field, it's about forty five minutes.
2: Okay. That's not too bad. Hmm. Nice. Hey, yeah. Actually if the if the Orlando one would have been this this weekend that we are coming up now. I might have actually been able to make it. I was seriously thinking about actually just not even bringing a heli, just going out just to hang out.
5: Oh yeah, if it was this weekend, I'd be able to make yeah. it. Is if it would have been weekend, this coming weekend, it. I probably might
2: have been. I, I was. I actually would have. Was seriously thinking of going, but oh well, maybe next year. So that it, Steve.
0: Um. Yeah, I think so. I think we can end it there, Javier. How are you? Uh well, I haven't done much. Um, I have uh, been uh, simming a lot. I've been trying to keep up with uh, with that because you know, as you as you guys know, I'm very chicken of the cold. So, yes. um, I I don't I don't like to fly on the cold at all, even though the weather has been surprisingly good this year. But, um, you know, but still there's, there's been a lot of, of things going on. You know, my mom, um, arrived for, for the holidays and, um, my wife started a new job. You know, there's many things that have happened, uh, that, uh, you know, that also have prevented me because I haven't had time even there. There, though there's been like good days. uh, uh you know, uh, my son's in college. You know, there, there's, there's just a whole lot of things going on in life right now. That even 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 with a nice day out, you know, I just don't have the time. So um, I'm hearing a lot of so excuses been, here. No, it, it's it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's just been insane. It's just been insane. So uh, so basically, what I've uh, what I've been doing is just trying to sim, and um, you know, that takes me usually about an hour to you know sim, record, uh, edit, and upload. And then, you know, I'd go on my way and do my rest of family things uh, on Saturday. So um, right now, it seems like I'm starting to kind of get the the hang of piraflips. Uh, I've been slowly increasing the tail speed. So when I, you know, I I, I set uh, a a tail speed and then I try to get the maneuver, I, I, I feel like I'm getting it, like I'm getting it under control. Then I speed up the tail. And then it feels like learning all over again. But it's worked. It's worked so far. I'm curious, why do you speed up the tail? Like why don't you just learn the
5: pure flip with whatever tail rate you're using? Yeah.
0: Because I need to I need to feel like I really understand it. Um my 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 problem mainly peg the rudder and stir, buddy. There's 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 no there's not really a science behind it. No no no. The the problem is that I wanna I wanna be able to control it properly. So I just don't want to keep Steering. What I really want, and you know, my goal aside from the pirouette, is to do that inverted hover while pirouetting very close to the ground, where you can actually control it and not blow the helicopter up. So what I'm what I'm trying to do, and I'm, what I'm struggling with the most, is to keep the heli level and perfectly controlled while pirouetting inverted. Basically, that's what I'm struggling with. So I am able to f- to pirouette flip just fine, you know, by steering. From, from upright to invariant, from up, um, and from inverted to upright. And, and if I just kept doing that, you know, I would be probably all over the place, but under, but relatively under control. Uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't keep the peer flip on one spot, but I wouldn't drift too far away. I could keep doing it. But what I really want is to flip, stop, keep pirouetting and make sure that I have control of the helicopters. So, so that will allow me to eventually fly you know uh, fly rotating circuits fly rotating funnels, fly whatever i want while rotating so that's kind of like the end goal to be able to master you know pirouetting flight basically so that's what i've been struggling with so um, what I, I
5: feel like you're 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 talking about two different maneuvers though like you're talking about a pure flip and you're also talking about uh just pirouetting hover inverted yeah i was thinking the same thing like you need to master that pirouetting inverted hover before you even think about starting the stick, unless if you wanted that level of control, unless you want to be able to just, just, you know, make sure your timing is good and just kind of fake it till you make it. Then, then yeah, that's me. You can do it. That's me. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm doing it as well. (laughs) Same here. You know, but if you want to do like what you're saying, where you pirouette and you you know, you're sitting there and you're pirouetting inverted and then you're, you're waiting, 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 you'll pop and pirouette back into an upright. You need to be a hundred percent comfortable with pirouetting inverted, like without thinking about it.
0: Yep, yep, and that's and that's what I'm doing. Uh that's what I'm that's what I'm practicing on. So I basically nice. I my rule, my rule that I that I have on my training is basically I cannot do the flip unless I'm under control. So I I basically I lift off and I start pirouetting. I peg I peg my my rudder to one side and I control it with, you know, the 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 rate of the tail and and I just keep it pegged and I flip. I pirou and then I make sure that I'm under control, that that I can I can I can really know that the heli- heli- helicopter is not going anywhere, that it's staying where I want it to stay. Then I flip again. Then uh, I keep pirouetting. And if I get out of control, I make sure that I return the helicopter to to control. If it drifts like way far to the right, then while pirouetting, I try to return it back to center and then it's stable. And then I flip again. So that's kind of what I'm doing over and over again, and then keep on increasing the, the tail rate. It's slow, it's painful, but it seems to be working. So I'm going to keep on trying to, to do it and see if I can actually get that. I think that right now I'm at my actual uh, rotation speed on my real heli. So I'm going to okay. try to see if I, if I can speed it up a little bit more so that I can completely get it under control. And if I can do that, then I should, in theory, be able to translate that to reality. So that's what I'm, what I've been working on uh, mostly. You know, again, on Saturday mornings, and I've been uploading only this last weekend. You know, when my mom arrived, I just couldn't do that. But, uh, but I've, I'm trying to do that every every Saturday, and at least dedicate that time to keep on practicing that. So, so I've been, I've been, I've been happy with that. I've been, you know, getting some some good uh, some good feedback, also on some of the comments. So I've been working on that, and it's um, it's been working well. I've uh, I've liked it so far. Aside from that, I you know I I dropped a a, a hobby, but I picked up a new hobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, so you know I I started collecting um, you know these uh, very 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 popular apparently. There's a whole subculture about it, a whole niche about it. Uh, these uh, Gundam Gunpla model kits. They're dolls. Uh, so far. I have four. They're
1: dolls. so It's, it's going to be like. Uh, oh, to
0: that.
1: Is this going to yes. be like the fishing conversation?
0: I pretty much so. Pretty much so. Oh, well. I expect it. I expect it to last probably six months. And that's well, it. At least these are models, though. Like at least yeah, there's something
5: kind of you know. They're kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are, but you know, at least there's something to it. Like you're building something, not like. I put this fishing rod together and I sit there and just do this. And wait. <laughs> yes. Oh, Oh. Nope. I got a shoe. Let me do it again. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're actually, I mean, I'm, I was surprised about the, the engineering of it, um, because mm-hmm. they're, they don't require glue. So they're all snap fit. Yeah. They're all snap, snap, fit. Yep, oh, okay. they're all snap wow. fit. So, um, so the engineering, oh, yeah. they got to make it so these things, kids can make them, can build them. Oh my gosh. No, no, they, they're, they're really <laughs> complex. Um, the you know the 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 cool thing about this is that is that they design them to be very highly poseable. So the you know if you move if you move the knee, then you see you know some of them have like little even like little pistons that that move up and down that are basically just plastic, and you know you can see the the parts of the knee move so that it looks very organic and very natural when you're posing it. So and the engineering to do that you know all the little pieces. And making sure that they all just press fit. I'm, I'm, that's what draw me to it. You know, I, I'm, I'm amazed by that. Um, I know that, that it'll, it won't last very long. I'll enjoy it while, while, while I can, because there's a whole world about, of course, painting them and, Yeah, the that's when it gets crazy. And, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane what, what people do with these things. But, you know, yeah. I don't have the artistic talent, uh, the patience or the time to go there. Plus I have another hobby, so I'll just uh I'll just let that be. I'm I think my goal is to have eight, and that's about it. Once I hit eight, I think that'll be done. If they're
2: that poseable, you know what you need to do? Make a stop motion video.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, you could do that. Yeah. I thought yeah, about I'm that. I thought walking, about it, but I don't have know. the patience. Yeah, that takes stupid <laughs> amount of patience. thirty <laughs> yes. yes. dirty frames per yes. second. Oh my goodness.
0: Yes. Yes, but but I've seen them done and and it's pretty cool, but because they are I mean the amount of possibility in these things is insane, 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 really. But but you know, it's just it's just another hobby that I wanted to take and I wanted to build something during winter and I think that this fits perfectly because you know, I have my I have my Kraken, but you know, right now I don't have the funds to finish off everything I need for it. So, you know, the the kit that I bought was 17 bucks, you know, because it was on discount. So these things are like, I can just go buy one, you know, quickly and, uh, you know, take some time assembling it during these cold weather months. And so that's, and that's what, about a it.
4: You know?
2: That's about a replacement main shaft for your goblin then.
0: Um, no, I need, I need many more parts than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking as a spare part. <laughs> yes yeah but that that but you know i don't really need a spare a spare a spare shaft you know uh, what it's i need is servos a to have a spare, i need motors i need ESC. that's what that's what i really need so it's always a good idea to have spare parts yes i know
4: <laughs> but yeah
0: but Anyways. it's been fun it's been fun um cool. i uh I've, I've i've liked it very much and, you know, my wife gave me one for Christmas. My mom gave me a couple for Christmas. And then I bought that cheap one to learn how to do it. So it was it was pretty good. I, I liked it very much so far. Uh, I know that, of course, again, as I said, you know, it won't last long, you know, just during basically the winter months. And while I start actually buying parts for the Kraken and uh, and that's where this this hobby will stop. But it's cool to have something to do during the winter month. Cool.
3: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I I, I fly helicopters
5: in the winter months. Huh? I say I fly helicopters in the winter months. I know, (laughs) I know, I envy you. I I don't know what winter. I don't
0: know what winter is to move to a place where there's better weather. You know, I just can't handle the the cold weather. I I have a thing. You know, my body just doesn't cooperate. (laughs) I need to move someplace else. Oh. yes, yes.
2: So do we move yes. into uh, what we were going to talk about, which is sort of a year in review? Yes, yes. How are we going to do this?
0: Well, um, I was I was thinking, why don't we go kind of like, you know, the same round robin that we were doing, but just think about, you know, what were your highlights and where were you, your lowest parts of the year? And um, what are you thinking next year that you want, you know, if there were some, uh, you know, bad experiences or low things or things that you didn't like that you might want to improve for for next year. So I think that that would be a, a you know a good uh, way to have something to to discuss on that topic. What do you, what do you guys think? Sure. Wait. So highlights, low lights, or what? And what do you want to? What are your what goals basically for goals? next year? What do you want to improve okay. for next year? All right. Who wants to start it off? All right, Mr. Me Stark oh, it
2: off. Highlight was Urcha. Mm. Highlight was very much Urcha. Being able to finally go there this year, mm. you know, despite some of the controversy that happened and despite it being brutally hot. And I'm sorry, but brutally it was hot. Hot. Oh hot.
5: <laughs> what are you talking I about? It's I like 70 degrees, 80 degrees. It was
2: cooking hot. That was way Canadian. too hot for me. Yeah.
5: That's oh man, exactly how are you going to handle North Carolina or South Carolina oh. or Florida? That's I like ninety five, hundred degrees. I know, and that's my mm. that's that's my biggest fear. Yeah, you, you would not be able to that. take enough clothes off and and still be you know family friendly. <laughs> oh,
2: I was so hot. But anyways, yeah. And the funny, I, the funniest thing I always found was you know once it got dark. And then I see some oh, yes, of you guys. Perfect. Then some of you guys are starting to wear a jacket. Like Frank oh, was wearing yeah, long sleeve and I'm going jacket. How are you wearing a <laughs> jacket? Doing that. I'm sitting here. I was still sweating even in the I'm dark. I'm like
4: fifty degrees. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, but no, that was that was by far the highlight. You know, that's something that I've dreamed of wanting to be able to do for a long time is to go to Urcha and It was so nice to go and finally go and meet a bunch of these names or Uh people that I've, you know, chatted with. I'm still on the Friday night free fall discord almost every Friday
5: night. I Wait, know that nobody thinks it still goes it? on but it does. <laughs> what? Oh wow. <laughs> it okay. really does. Almost every there's No, I did it, join yeah. up I think uh, a couple weeks ago or something. Yeah. I joined up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And it's yeah. it was so nice to be able to meet, you know, meet you you in person Steve. I mean, you were awesome with mm-hmm. introducing me to all those to all these people. Yeah. And taking me around and and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and it was so awesome to be able to meet with you and actually see, meet you in person and it, you know there's something About, like, you can go and talk to people online, either by chatting or even in voice chat, video chat, whatever. There's still something different about when you actually physically meet them in person. I mean, yeah, you can see what they look like on video and in their pictures on Facebook profiles and all that kind of a thing. And you get to know them, but it's still... Something different, but when you actually finally meet them in person, right? Yeah, you no, hundred uh, percent. It, it you know, it, there's like you know, I can't tell how short you are until I see you in person. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell how tall I am until you see me in person, right? You oh, know, yeah, things like that. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and so it was really nice. That was by far the biggest highlight for me is you know being able to hang out with you and Andy and and uh, Gucci and and. uh Mitch Booth and, and mm-hmm. oh man, who else? There were so many others there that I can't even remember. I had lots of really good ca- conversations with a- uh, Andrew Lacks and yeah. other people. It was, it was so fun. I, I, that was by far my
5: highlight this year. Yeah. And then, I mean, what an urge, right? Let's kind of dig yeah. into that a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, Kenny Coe come in, like, yes, the, you know, Nat's happening, all mm-hmm. the international pilots, yeah. like, you know, Danny Wang. Um, it was uh, the right one for me to get to. Yeah, Young Ben Lee. Uh, I mean, you oh, know, that, he impressed me. Young uh, Ben Lee impressed me. Oh mm-hmm. man, amazing pilot. I mean, I. Uh, it's. I mean, dude, just sitting next to Kenny as he's flying, like holy moly, yes. like oh, you know, it's amazing. It's watching amazing. Kenny
2: do those pirouetting TikToks, and he's got that helicopter. He was placing the helicopter in front of him. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was controlling. Yeah. You know, Javier was talking about being able to mm-hmm. control those pirouettes and piru and pirou flips. It's like he Kenny Ko Co was controlling those pirouetting TikToks, and he's holding them so close to the ground that sometimes the tail was cutting the grass when it was coming around. Yeah, yeah. like it was incredible. Oh, right. it was it was so fun to be able to actually go out there, and I just I was so happy. That really was my yeah. biggest highlight this year. It awesome. really was so low point. To be honest, right now, actually, I think my lowest point in the hobby right now for this year is, is right now. It really is right now. Right now, damn
1: the right show. Now. No, <laughs> uh, it's I'm talking just, to Javier. I'm it's talking me. about. I know,
2: I know, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking about with you know with flying with flying in general out here right now in Canada. In my opinion, it, it, things are not looking. Is all that at all that great for flying RC in Canada right now? We there was a recent article in our in our Mac magazine recently that said that Mac membership is down to only about six thousand members across the whole country of Canada. That's it. Wow, which is nothing compared to when I started when I first became a Mac member. Only about I think this is about sixteen, seventeen years ago. At that time, I think it was around 18,000 members. And now, in about 16 or 17 years, we're down to only about 6,000 members. And with this whole thing with Transport Canada and the way Mac is dealing with it, I'm sorry. And I I mean, I'll be honest, there's a chance with me talking about this, I could probably get kicked out of Mac. I really could by, by talking about this on the air. But at this point, to be honest, I don't care. I do not plan to renew my Mac in the new year. And as I said earlier in the podcast, for any of our listeners that are in the Pacific Northwest, get in touch with me. I would love to come out and visit just for a weekend or for a day trip or whatever. Yeah, talk to just Augie. Just to go and fly. Yeah, oh yeah, I will be talking to Augie. Augie's in that area for yeah. sure. And this is a Homish Club is actually only about an hour and a half to two hours drive away from me. Oh, my me. God,
5: dude. I would just so be a member there <laughs> at that
2: point. I, I, might, I might consider that. I, I, I truly right. might consider that. The only real catch with doing that is just crossing the border. That can be the wild card because it can be five minutes to cross the border or it can be three mm-hmm. hours to cross the border.
5: It, it literally can be that. I mean, I know, don't know. I thought with this difference. current administration, it's easy to cross our border.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> the problem isn't that. The problem is more. It's getting back? <laughs> is getting no, back. the problem is there's just too many people trying to cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lineup, the lineup just to get to the border guards can be three oh, hours away. I, I thought it was
5: just open. Just walk on through. Come on in. I thought that's how it was. Oh, well, that's, okay. That's only coming
2: from the south side, not the oh, north side. Oh, that's just the southern yeah.
5: border. Sorry. Yeah, uh, that's the southern border. Yeah. Damn. They don't give that to you guys up in the north, huh? No,
2: they don't like us. They don't trust us we're (laughs) anyways (laughs) but yeah so uh, like that's why i say you know any of our listeners in the pacific northwest i would love to hear from you and you know and try and see what i can do to try and meet up with a bunch more pacific northwest listeners and just come go flying in 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 stan in you know preferably in washington because that's the closest drive for me i Mm -hmm. do plan to keep my ama And any of the other stuff that I might need to go and fly there because it's far, far less restrictive than what we're getting here in Canada. Um, So, uh, we'll see. And uh, uh, I have kept my membership with my club for two reasons. One is I don't want to screw my club over. I really like my home club. There uh, are a lot of awesome people in the club and I would like to see the club stick around. And the other reason is too is because there's so many awesome people, our club can get can end up having a waiting list because unfortunately we have to cap it at 50 members, and that's at the request of our land o- of our landowners. Only 50 so, members, yeah, 50 members. That's wow. what we capped at.
5: Even and though there's so, probably never 50 members flying at the same time, like.
2: that is correct. Yes, wow. in fact, it's really out of 50 members, there's probably only about 20 members that are actually regularly flying, but. That's our our landowners have requested that we cap it at 50. So, and our landowners have made very, very few requests of us, like very few requests of us. And that's just one of the few. So we've been, you know, we've, we've wanted to accommodate them on that, you know, because they've, they've been our, we've got awesome landowners for a club. We really do. So I want to keep my spot (laughs) is what I want to do. You know, it's not unusual for us to have a waiting list. And I don't want to go on the waiting list. If if there is suddenly a change that ends up does happening in with with Mac and Transport Canada in the new year, then it, I want to keep my spot so that all I need to do is just go and renew my Mac and, and away I go and then start right. flying again. So, yeah, so that's sort of my low thing. I, uh, other than that, you know, there's been a lot of, it's been a really up and down year for me with flying. And I've had some really good weeks. And, and I will say this is probably the year that I've flown the least. I really didn't do nearly as much flying this year as I have in other years. But it still has been good. I think my flying has definitely... I think this is this year's the highest level that by noticeably highest level that my flying has ever been at. And I was quite happy of that. With that, and you know, I did have a sad one when my scale heli crashed, and I still haven't done anything to repair my scale heli. I've got all the parts now. I just need to go and actually start working on it, and we'll see if I, well, how I feel this winter, whether or not I'll put it back together and try and fix it. I just, I've got all the parts that I need. It's just a matter of going fix and re- just literally repairing the fiberglass that's uh, torn up. And that's all it is now and then, and fixing the mechanics, which are basically T-Rex compatible mechanics. So they're just my yardbird mechanics. So it, that wouldn't, shouldn't be a big deal either. So yeah. And that's probably, you know, it's looking back. It was, it was, I would say it was very much up and down in some ways. It was a little bit of a tough year with, with all of this politic yeah. BS that was happening for me. But at the same time, the highs and going to urcha even going to snohomish there the one time i didn't get or mm-hmm. no yeah i went to went there twice to the snohomish fun fly or, or field there and man there's you know it was so much fun going and visiting those guys and that's one you know for if i would encourage anybody that wants to come out to a northwestern event snohomish is the one to go to it really is And it's a, it's a great event. There's some great people in that club and they put on a, that Snohomish Fun Fly is a great one. You know, there's lots of, lots of airspace where you can go fly. They actually have two flight lines that they set up for the event. And so you're not going to be, you're not going to be hurting for being able to fly. That's for sure. So yeah. And I think that's probably. That's probably the big one for me this year. Uh, as far as highs and lows in the new year, yeah, we'll see. I'm I think I'm gonna probably get myself a Goose Guy S one. Because I this think S one, okay. Yeah, I because I think that's the closest to not going over the two hundred and fifty gram mark. Um Okay. My new, the new house that I'm living at now, I, you know, it's a, I rented out, me and a friend have rented out the upstairs of a house now, three bedroom house. Mm -hmm. And we're on, I think it's a little bit more than half an acre of property. Now there are a lot of trees surrounding it. There's actually, what's cool. There's actually a a bald eagles pair that have a nest actually in one of the trees right near us actually, which is really cool. And. Uh, the yard, I could probably, I could do a bit of, I couldn't do any 3D on uh, with the 700, but I could do a little bit of forward flight hovering and just testing with the 700. It's big enough for me to do that, but I wouldn't want to do any 3D. But it would be a great size yard for flying a micro. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to go, and I have the Oxy-2 already, and I will keep flying that. But I think I'll probably pick myself up in a uh, Goose Guy S1. And use some use that to try and just keep the fingers nimble because the sim bores me, and yeah, so I'll probably go and grab one of those here, and yeah, and that way then I can still keep flying at least something because it'll I think it's sub two fifty gram, and then I don't need the license, I don't need anything to fly that, and that way I can keep flying legally in my backyard, and nobody can compl- can whine and complain. Uh, yeah, you're lucky. Takeoff
5: yeah.
2: weight is 107 grams. There we go. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I'm actually a little surprised that there haven't been more companies trying to design a helicopter that has a takeoff weight of about 200, 230 grams. I, I'm actually a little it's, bit um, surprised that hasn't happened yet that, you know, because if you look at Horizon Hobby with the airplanes right now, they're coming oh. out with a whole lot of UMX airplanes. That are all I sub two fifty It's way gram, right? easy to
5: do that with foam. It than is it to do with a
2: uh, helicopter. Absolutely, you know, I think you're right. It is a lot easier to do that with foam. But I so,
5: can't. I, so look just, at look at an S two model. How creative model. some guys are! I think they have to be able to do it. Well, I mean, think about an S ones two, right? Those are pretty bare-bone. Like, yep. You know, you're talking about direct drive motors. So, yep. You don't, you don't have a lot of gearing and mechanisms that you have to have bearings and things and, you know, to run mm-hmm. the drivetrain, right? So you have a, a drivetrain right in the middle and you have and one tail motor in the back, and that's pretty much everything you have. Yeah. So the 107 grams for the S1 and the S2, which is the next size up, is 345 grams. Yeah, exactly. So like they would have to make like a S1 half, And, and yeah. at that point, like— Why not? I Why mean, not? what market do they have for it? Just Canadians with the 6,000 no, members? No, because you guys in the US, you guys have 250 gram limit too for a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, but I fly at a freer and, field and, and they approved like pretty much everyone who put up an yeah. application for a freer field. So like, but I, know I can fly other whatever I want there. The, uh, From what I've read,
2: other, comp- other countries have a 250 gram limit as well. I don't well. think there's many though. I believe there is. Japan, I think, was 200 grams. I don't know. There's people in Japan flying Goblin 700, so I don't
5: know. How yes, far but it uh, we're know.
2: talking about well, whether about some what, of the rules as far as, so what uh, as far as way, where you need uh, uh, extra stuff like a license or registration or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's sure, where I'm the, sure the, the regulations. It's not crap, so much whether yeah. or not you can fly. You can fly bigger stuff in these other countries, but if you want to fly without a lot of those regulations then you fly under sub-250 or sub-whatever, sub, sub whatever, yeah. right? And that's the only thing. Like in the US, mm-hmm. it's the same way, and here Canada's here's the same way, and other countries I know are the same way too, right? Yeah. And that's where I I'm think trying to my, go and find I a way to just lifetime, stay legal and fly. I think right? in
5: my lifetime, I don't think, like even if I flew it at a, an abandoned field, park, whatever, I don't think I would get bothered with. Like, and you're you know, in a right. In a public park where people are walking their dogs, sure, they might bitch at me and call mm-hmm. the cops on it. But, like, if I'm in an abandoned field or some farmland or something, no one's going to care. and, it's no, not, and the, I would and agree. So, like, in my lifetime, you know, maybe yeah. in 100, 200, 300 years, who knows where yeah. government is and where people's rights are at that point, you know? Yeah. So.
2: And I would agree with you on that. Unfortunately, yeah. where, that, where I live, it's so heavily, there's two Congested problems. they are heavily populated, populated and it's also technically a rainforest, Right. So, there's heavily, heavily treed areas, too. Yeah. So, anywhere you that's you just not keep, populated. You got to move down to America. Is I don't know what you're in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least come down to you know, Washington, here.
5: Seattle. Yeah. I can't I'm keep sure my nice job,
2: job my nice cushy job up here <laughs> if I go
5: down to the U.S. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work is important, so.
2: Yeah. So, anyways, that's probably yeah. the big one for me, anyways. So, Frank, go for it.
3: Uh, highlights, lowlights. Highlights. Urchin? Yes. Meeting Urchin me. I mean, <laughs> uh...
1: Oh, well, dude, so meeting you was crazy to me first, right? Because I've known you for, what, three, four years? Yeah, Between probably. the podcast, the Friday, yeah. uh, free fall, the hangout, and it's always crazy because every year I meet someone that's that I've known for a long time, but I just never got a uh, ch- chance to meeting them.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, having the guys from China here,
4: yeah,
3: you know, getting to cool.
1: meet Ra and Cindy and that Kenny was cool. and Danny Wong, you know, those, I talked to those people
3: on average once or twice a week, you know, that was pretty awesome. Seeing Kenny win the, the worlds here in the United States for a 3 c for a 3 n
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, that was definitely a moment of pride for,
1: you know, XL power and... Theta servos. What? Cool well, <laughs> Theta if, servos uh, and, I like yeah. the plug. I like the plug. Uh, <laughs> always appreciate the plug, man.
3: You know, we're still doing this podcast thing. You
1: know, we, we did, uh, it's gotten a lot better in the last two years. Thank you to Queens for being the guy to get us back online or keep us in line.
2: You have no idea how many times I've thought about quitting.
1: Good. I get, you can't quit first. I have to quit first. All right. So you don't get out of this. All right. Um, Paul, we miss you. Um, yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Javier, you need a nitro? No. Uh, um, low lights. Uh, you know, can't say if I've had one this year. It's been it's been
1: really good. It's been tiring. I, you know, I've attended eighty events this year. How many? You know,
5: eight. Eight. Yeah. Oh, but you drove to all eight events, right? Besides, maybe Air no, Chat.
1: no. I didn't drive to yeah. Actually, you're right. I drove to eight of them. I drove to Virginia, uh, all the RCHOs. Yeah, the extravaganza. Um, I drove to mine, which is 20 minutes
5: of away. Of course, from here. Orlando as well.
1: Orlando as well. Um, yeah, the only one I flew to was uh, Urcha.
3: Um, I think I. The only thing I would say that
1: I didn't like, or I could have done better, I spread myself out too much. Mm-hmm. And I need to uh, wrangle that back a bit this upcoming year. I think I'm going to do
3: less events, but I'm going to be there longer. So, as yeah. far as time spent at events will probably be the same, it would just be
1: less of them. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think you're, I, 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 as much as I enjoy, or, you know, I think it's great that you're involved with all these companies and whatnot too. Do you ever wonder with maybe your? you're spreading yourself then by being involved with too much stuff too?
1: I think that makes time. I, it's It's been my experience that, you know, being like pushed to the limit. Like I, I keep like five or six checklists. Like I compartmentalize most of my life to things that between work, house, hobby, and personal stuff. So I'm always kind of like working on something, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's made my life, it's giving my life a lot of value mm-hmm. because I'm always feel like, I have something that I have to get done, and it makes it it makes it really enjoying and rewarding every time I get to check off some bit of my off my checklist. So that's why I kind of keep them as much, and you know, and it
3: always keeps me kind of like grinding, which I'm a big believer on. You know, I believe in hard work will do better for you than all the natural abilities that you have. Um. So, yeah, that's, I would say that is, that's my only thing. I think next year I'm going to do less events, but I'm going to make them count more. And, you know, I was, I was talking to, you know, I'm going to
1: chat with Angel and Augie. And, you know, that's like the biggest ball-busting chat you can ever be in because they know how, they're really, they're really relentless on people on, on each, we're really relentless on each other, right? And You know, I'm also, and they kind of, they kind of laughed and said I was only going to do, I said, I'm only going to do three events and they both
4: laughed.
3: (laughs) Three (laughs) events? (laughs) What, in a month? Two months? Yeah. Even for the summer?
1: (laughs) Dude, I I did that. I did that. uh, And then I was, I I talked to Doug Darby a lot. You know, he's like, he's like my heli godfather. You know, he gives me always great advice and he's always someone that you can, pass an idea by. Either, he's always very frank with you, very honest, tells you what he thinks. And, you know, you learn really quickly where you stand with him, you know. And he still puts up with my shit and he's told me something similar. He's like, maybe, maybe you're involved with too many companies, but, you know, I feel like I owe it to the hobby. I owe it that I gotta be involved and I gotta make an effort and I gotta, you know, truck through even when, you know, things are Seem difficult and hard to deal with, so hopefully my plan will work a little better next year mm-hmm. so yeah so my low light is not being as tired this time next year
2: mhm-, 'cause I do think too, like I remember you know even when I spent when I saw you at Urcha, it's like you were just it, it. Trying to wrangle you just to even go out for supper, or for for breakfast or lunch or something like that yeah. it was almost impossible because you're constantly getting distracted with another thing and another one, another person, another person. You got to go here, got to go there, got to go here, they got to there. And I just wonder whether, I mean, I can understand how you can thrive under that, but I do wonder whether that can also be too much as well. And it just like, do you find that you really just crash after events too?
1: Oh my god, yeah,
2: yeah. that's where I wonder whether you almost need to learn how to pace yourself a little bit better too. Cause I know for me, that's something that I've had to do too. Like I don't do as many events, so I don't have as many events out here. Right. But I do find that I, what I've had to do is sort of back off on some of that stuff and not, it's not that I don't want to be social. I do want to be social and I want to uh, see, see everybody and see everything. But, at the same time, I feel like I, sometimes I have to sort of back off and not try to be everything all the time and just sit back. Sometimes just sit back during the event and just sit back and relax and say, okay, I just need to sit and watch and just hang out, you know? And I wonder whether that might be something for you as well to think about too when you actually go to an event yeah. to to not be so heavily involved in everything too, right? And then you maybe not maybe you won't crash so much.
3: That's a good point. It's a
2: good point. Definitely yeah. worth
5: looking into. Mm-hmm. I think Urch is one of those events where it's a double-edged sword. Like, it's yeah. such a fun time. It's great to see everyone. But, like, for someone like Frank or even myself, you know, being mm-hmm. part of yeah. many teams. Yeah, yeah Steve, you you're in the
1: same, bu- yeah, in the same yeah, boat you get, as I am.
5: get pulled yeah. into a lot of different directions. You got to help out with, stuff, you know, different sponsors at different times and, you know, um, help set up and manage things sometimes as well. So, like... It's you know obviously we all go there to have fun but you know mm-hmm. it, it is it is sometimes for the team guys a part time job to go yep. there as well so yep. you know that's something to consider is- when you um, you know what I don't, what a lot of people I think when they look into sponsorship they don't actually look into the the work aspect of it it's not just mm-hmm. like okay I'll make a post here and there and you know promote the product but it's also supporting Roja because that's their main. Yeah, you know, I mean, it used to be their main trade show type of event. So that's kind of where they need the help and get, you know, and also like vendors like Kelly direct and all these other ones that sell stuff there, you know, as well, you know, so they they got the team guys all working out the booths and everything. So it's, you know, that's kind of the thing to consider like before you jump on a team here and jump on a team there and say like, Hey, what are the responsibilities? Right? Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: it's, it's all fun and games about wanting to be on teams and do all those things and you know
5: like yeah everybody wants a discount but do they want to work for it (laughs) you know saying
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that that was the truth right there
2: yeah Yeah. you know and I've had some team guys go and tell me it's like yeah you get a discount but you don't necessarily save any money (laughs)
5: No, you don't. You actually spend more. At least that's how it was for me. I was just like, oh, I saved this much. Well, I'll just buy twice as much. Then shit, let's go. Two, three times of it, you know? And you're like, wait, why am I spending so much more money? <laughs> but since you're also
2: expected to go and have your aircraft and uh, everything running correctly for or for whatever you know whatever you're uh, sponsored by, you're expected to have mm-hmm. that thing going for the events and support. Yeah. And so you you have to you got that pressure to keep everything running and in good operating condition too, right? And so you end
5: up may- spending stuff too that that way too. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. you got to make sure things run and and yeah. they perform and they you know they look good, right? Like perception. Yeah. So. It, it is it is harder when you get like I guess you know Frank can relate as well like you know being part of a, a, a airframe team. Mm-hmm. It's like when yeah. when you know new models come out, you're kind of like they don't tell you you got to get it, but you kind of feel obligated. Like I need to yeah. get this, and and yeah. you know half of me it's like oh I want to get it anyways because like you know like when when they release the the when when SAB released the raw five hundred, I'm like oh, another five hundred finally like it's been so long and and this time you know it's gonna be better because it's a raw platform it's just like a the better transmission and things so i just thought uh, you know i was like i that's one of the helis I was like i couldn't wait for it like come on take my money enrico give me that damn <laughs> heli you know so so it was good when uh when i was able to get a little bit early and get uh get some videos on it and, and do some work on that you know mm-hmm. but yeah so anyways yeah frank you good is that your yeah, man. I I think so. You know,
1: thinking here, looking, kind of going back an, an the year as a whole. You know, and
3: seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I can say it's been a good year, man, for the hobby. Yeah. I think. I think there's
1: more people are getting involved in the hobby. I think that the even though there's there's just a lot of drama in this hobby. Let's not kid ourselves, man. Mm-hmm. And this year there was quite
2: a bit extra I think too. This year was pretty bad. You know,
1: Steve will attest to this being on the on managing a few teams himself as well. You know, there's always something, you know, there's always uh-huh. that one pilot that just <laughs> that you want to you want to support, you want to have his back but he's just a, tr- a tremendous pain in the ass. And you know, then you have the guys that just work their ass off for you and you know, they never bitch once and you got to appreciate that so much. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um
5: and Greg Ringo, I'll call you out, man. You one of yeah, the hardest f- folks on Facebook and marketing wise yeah, for dude. maniacs and Eagle Drift and shit. Like you push hard. So I'll yeah. give it to you, Greg
1: Ringo. There's he sets the tone for everybody else. Dude, we're all just trying to keep up with him. That's that is the truth, man. My dude is a beast, dude. dude. And he's he's again, he's at the same, he's in the same level as us, dude. You know, team manager. You know, has his own, runs yeah. his own event, has his own podcast. Yeah, like. Yeah. hats off to you my dude hats off to you yep Um, good guy too and a great guy guy,
3: the most yeah the most just amazing
1: but yeah man there's there's a lot of personalities in this in this hobby there's there's very little money to make so everybody's trying to like take chunks of of this pie and you know and you know a lot of the guys that are they own these companies. They do it for passion. They're not. They're not even trying to figure out how to make money. They're just trying to do it. Yeah. It.
5: Mm-hmm. They're
1: passionate about it. You know. If you look I've at these big
5: companies, like like you know, like let's talk about like Ra or Enrico. They do other businesses to make the yes. money. They mm-hmm. do the so RC they because they have the passion to do the RC, RC.
1: helicopters. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 crazy. You know, like. um yeah, we're raw having his own CNC shop and making parts for other for yeah. other companies. Not RC related but just Yeah. Machine machine machining machine shop.
5: Yeah, machine and, shop. Yeah, yeah Scorpion does it right? Like with yep. the trinkets and stuff and things that they make. I know mm-hmm. um what mm-hmm. Luca and, does and too? And Luca's got a machine shop too, right? Yeah. Yes. hmm Yep.
1: That's true. Yeah. So all these companies are they're trying to figure out how to stay in the hobby business. Mm-hmm. By doing other things like, yeah, like that's uh, commendable, man. That's mm-hmm. just, Cause they're
5: not yeah. making anything off the hobby. That's the passion. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. making money off of the extra stuff, right. The CNC work and their yeah. other businesses that making money, but it's great that they're able to make that money and put it into the hobby and, and continue <laughs> to, you know, continue to, the, the brands that we all love and buy and, you know, thank money you very night, much so. to everyone hopefully
1: you. break even hopefully break even and not lose money you know yeah but yeah man let's let's be thankful for the things that we have man mm-hmm. this hobby is yep. to me therapy so i love it i could i never don't see myself doing some kind of flying um mm-hmm. yeah but i do i do
3: really really enjoy this hobby i enjoy the most of the people,
1: there's some pain in the ass. Well,
2: you're gonna get that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. apologize,
0: Javier. <laughs> I know, I was, I was, I was counting the seconds when someone would say something like that.
1: Hey, it was, it wasn't me this time, you know. The, the great thing about you. having Steve on, <laughs> yeah, Steve is, on. Steve is,
0: Steve is learning fast.
1: Yeah, Steve oh. feeds off my energy really quickly, and he can turn one around. Yeah, gotta yeah, love that.
2: Awesome. Oh man. Well, is all that right. it then,
1: Frank?
3: I think, yeah. I think that's that's it.
2: Who's next then?
5: Uh, let's do uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, I'll go, I go, I go last. And, and then you can okay. wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for the, the highlights, um, Urcha, definitely. Urcha was was a good one. Just really all the events that I've been yeah. to. I, I mean. You went to a lot this year. Yeah. Then when Frank was taking about eight, I think I probably did about twelve or fourteen events this year. Oh man, I was yeah. surprised how
2: many you went to. Oh you know, man, so, you drove to a
5: lot of them too. Yeah, this year I was I was especially lucky, and this is definitely a highlight as well. I got um, so you know I was I've worked over ten years at my company. Oh, that's right. Yes, and I had my sabbatical, and that was part of the reason why I was able to attend so much stuff and do so much traveling uh, this year, is that I had three months. Full pay. I, I got my regular paychecks every two weeks, like you know, every fifteenth and at the end of the month. But I had no work. Like I was working around the house. I would go and you know, whatever events were there, I would just go right. Like I'd bring the kids. Let's go. It's summertime. No, they're not. They don't have school. Let's just go. You know. So I we went to so many events. Got a lot of the chance to do stuff, and I got a chance to fly like a lot. So much. It is a highlight, and also goes into a low light and I'll explain that how that works. So first half of the year, flew like crazy, summertime, flew like crazy. I started progressing again. I started feeling like I was getting some new maneuvers and getting more comfortable with things that I do and bring them down way, way lower than I normally would fly. And and, then, and that was all great, like awesome, you know. Um, you know, I m- might have crashed a heli or two, but nothing crazy, you know, just, just kind of like RCHL style, like just dump something in into the grass or something. But um, kind of flipping it on the low side, I got so many flights in, and I started flying the same maneuver so many times that I felt like I just completely locked myself into like a certain mm-hmm. set of maneuvers now. Mm -hmm. And, like, now I have to, like, really work my way into, like, oh, I can do this diamond thing. Let me put this in my maneuvers because I never do it, even though I I can do it. I can do it forwards. I can do it backwards. I can even do them sideways with an Elrond roll. But, like, I never do them in any of my flights because, like, I got so used to doing these, like, what I call my five maneuvers that that's all I end up doing. So I feel Mm -hmm. like um, getting a lot of flights of the same flights and never pushing after a certain part at a certain point, um, has made it a con and kind of made me plateau again. So it is what it is, but um, you know, I'm flying and, and that's fun. Other cons or any lowlights, um God, I don't know. It's a hobby. How could you have really too many lowlights when it's something you do for fun, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Like I mean the progression stuff, right? That's always a low light. Like you always want to progress more than than you actually do every year, um, unless you're Carrie Brooks. Guy's a freaking machine He's <laughs> yeah. a beast, man He is He is but Anyways, you know But like he puts the time in He gets, you know, whatever He does like five flights a day And then it goes on a weekend Or he's at In North Carolina He's doing like Ten flights in that weekend Per night or whatever, you know So mm-hmm. like he he puts the flights in He puts the time in So of course He's, you know, progressing and stuff But um, but Yeah I just think uh let me see, low lights, you know, I mean not hobby related. I feel like my Miata should be a lot further in its path than it is. <laughs> That's been a five year plus. I hate to say it, but I have to add a plus sign now. It's five year plus on that car. Has it so, really yeah, been five years? It wow. is. When I when I bought the car, it was over five years ago. So so you know, like five years and six months and, and I'm like, ah oh, man, I really need to like it's registered, it runs, you know, but I need to really get it fine tuned and, and, um, I'm gonna get ourselves. So that's a little thing off the hobby, but, um, you almost need yeah, to just,
2: just get it going. So you just start driving it, even if it's not finished.
5: Yeah. And just start doing donuts and just burning yeah. up tires. Like I still have the tires that I bought and I'm like, damn, they look new. <laughs> they, they almost still have the sticker on them, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, but goals, goals. I, what I want to talk about is goals. I think, um, I think next year is going to be um, another year of puppy. I'm going to try to keep the same amount of fun flies. If not, Mm -hmm. I want to add actually one West coast trip with all the trips that I do. Another one. Um, I would, in fact, I would love to do an international trip. And I was talking to um, McClellan about, you know, Devin's going to be going, I think over for work again to Germany. So he might do the whole global 3d thing. And, if he does a Global 3D thing, I'm like, hmm, maybe I can go over there and yeah. do Rob Bingham's event and Global 3D as, as well, because those are back-to-back, and yeah. that'd be really, really dope to do, like, an in international trip like that, but I just don't know how I'm going to sell it to my wife. Mm. Sorry, I'm going to UK and, and uh, Netherlands or something without you, like, and the family, I don't know. So, so that, that might be a hard sell, but, you know, maybe another West Coast trip will be in the cards uh, next year, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would like to uh, get my pure flips and I am learning pure TikToks right now. So I'd like to get those kind of more comfortable where I can just incorporate them into my routine more more frequently and lower down and not like, you know, where I have to do a 300 times Zoom on my video camera to see, you know, so <laughs> I think I know, that's, I mean, that's I the hide,
1: thing. Fly so high is right.
5: Yep. You know, there, there's two sto- there's two aspects of that. And, I, and let's sidebar that real quick. Flying high is great for if you can save it.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Flying yeah. low, if you fly low and you just like your tail digs in, you throttle hold, you're not going to do a lot of damage. Flying high, you something goes wrong and comes crashing down, you're doing tons of damage on that helicopter. I don't yeah, care okay. what heli it is, 200, 300 feet in the air, and it's doing a, let's say you're doing a hurricane, and you're doing like, you know, 70 miles per hour of that hurricane, 200 feet in the air, and something cuts out, and you're now falling, <laughs> that helicopter yeah, is going to that, be Yeah, that's
1: trash. actually, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I just think it's because you're able to react,
5: you know? Yes, you can save it. You, you'll definitely, like, yeah. you can't save it when you're yeah. on the deck. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, you either don't hit the ground, or you scrape the ground, and you survive. That's really it. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's Dude, a t- double-edged sword. Yeah, it goes either way.
1: You, you remember it was like four or five years ago. We were in Virginia, right? And then you and me were flying on the backfield, right? Mm-hmm. And we were, we, you were telling, Hey, man, you've been progressing less. Like, you should really try to do the pillow flip. Yeah. And you remember you going on the other side of me and holding the rescue button on my transmitter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I was like, All right, dude, <laughs> just freaking do it. I'm like, yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> oh, dude. That was, that started a lot for me. So, yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah.
5: So, hmm. but yeah, I mean, when you, when you're that high, you can definitely try new stuff. But I think when you get comfortable with doing that maneuver and you can, let's say you can save it on the same plane. Like you're not falling 10 feet when you try to save it. Like you're like, Oh, she made a mistake. And you're like, boom, you save it right there. Then mm-hmm. you can bring that thing down to eye level. And mm-hmm. it, it just like, it gets your heart pumping because you're so low and you're like, you know, your hands or fingers are shaking and stuff. But like you actually end up throwing down a freaking killer flight and, yeah, and just going back, man. A highlight, man. I did a night flight at at uh, Urcha. That like it impressed myself so much. Like when I was flying and I was doing this and I was literally shaking. I got like Andy and, and um, Dan like spotlighting me and I'm just spotlight flying in the dark. And I was like shaking, but I I was low to the ground. I was, you know, doing some nice little maneuvers and hurricanes and stuff like tight hurricanes because you're in spotlight. So you don't want to go too far. It was just, it was, it was great. Um, It was one of those most memorable flights I've ever had. That and the Mm. um, heli extravaganza flying over the pond at dusk. Yeah, that yeah. Was the first time and yeah. and the last time i did it so far but yeah you know that's something i'll definitely want to do more of so mm-hmm. um yeah so those are my goals and my highs and lows so cool yeah. all right that's something you to take i was it. gonna say i can't remember what it was now <laughs> oh
2: <laughs> oh that's what i was gonna all say right. flying high versus flying low the one other thing mm-hmm. too is when you're flying high you can you can see it but you can't necessarily see a lot of the minor little small mistakes because I fly high a lot mm-hmm. and, and you can, you can sometimes miss some of the really small little details. Whereas when you're flying low, you see all those little minor details too. Yeah. And so, and, and, and it can be an adva- and it can be good and bad in both ways. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, good point. Javier. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> All right, uh well, Lowe's, I don't think I flew as much this year um I was looking at, at my log I flew seventy three flights the entire year so uh um, that's, well, that's i think that's probably about all i did too so yeah for for me i think I think it was far too few flights yeah that's not uh, a lot in the whole year yes, yeah. so um. I think that my law was that, uh, you know, most of the year I was struggling to find uh, the right tuning, you know. And, and you know, I, I know, Frank, you always make, make fun of me about this because basically every single flybarless unit I've had, I've always had the same issue, <laughs> that I've always tried to find the right tuning. I've always been tuning and tuning and tuning and tuning, trying to get the helicopter to feel connected with me. And uh when I finally moved to v control, I thought that that would come more natural, but it didn't, and it kind of frustrated me uh to the point where i was i was i was ready to throw the towel i was I was so upset that I just couldn't get it that I could not make the heli the heli to do what I wanted it to do it kept i kept feeling feeling that you know the the massive gap I have between between sim and, um, and real life, I couldn't get it closer, even though I thought that my fingers knew how to do because the helicopter was not responding. You know, I did not feel confident with doing any additional maneuvers because I couldn't feel that the heli would respond appropriately, you know? So, and to top it all off, you know, at the, at the event where I, I thought that I could get the help that I needed from someone. And that I could finally figure out these issues. Actually, one of my ESCs died to top it all off. So, you know, it was just like thing after thing after thing after thing after thing that just made me not enjoy the season as much. To top it all off, I had my first 700, which was a major event for me. I was really, really happy to really finally come into that size, but I could not I could not feel what everyone feels with the 700 because it was not it was not flying right. So, you know, it was not as enjoyable as I thought it would be because I could not feel connected with with the machine. So, finally, you know, uh this this of course turns around into a highlight that, you know, finally at the very end and unfortunately it was at the very end of the season, but I finally got it. You know, I finally understood um, you know, what I was doing wrong. And I was able to finally get that feeling of connection with the helicopter, which I had not felt in a long time. So, um, that, that, that moment of really, uh, you know, being really confident, flying really low, you know, as low as I feel confident in, but you know, low enough for me to, to really feel like I'm pushing it. Like I'm uh, like I'm feeling so connected with the helicopter that I feel confident enough to do these maneuvers low and fast and uh, keep moving around. And, you know, just enjoying, you know, because after all, you know, like you said, Frank, you know, this is this is meant to be a hobby. This is meant to be therapy. This is meant to be something that you enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point? Right. I mean, you, you are not in the hobby to suffer, you know, you're in the hobby to enjoy it. So I finally felt that that I had not felt in a while. Uh, you know, I was with uh, with Jeremy, which is, you know, just an awesome guy. Um, super, super awesome guy. I mean, he's he's always smiling and he's always, you know, talking and cheering. And, you know, he's Jeremy just, Lorenzo. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Cool. He's he has such a good vibe. So, you know, everything went from a completely disastrous season to a fantastic event you know uh really really being connected with the heli uh being, being with someone that you know has such a good positive vibe uh having finally my 700 behave and enjoy it you know everything everything that i like about the hobby you know from the people to the machine to being connected everything managed to sum itself up on my last event of the season so that was definitely a major, 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 major highlight. Uh of course another low light was that I could not make Urcha. Um I hope to make Urcha next year. I I'm so I
2: disappointed that you couldn't go. I so wanted to meet you in person finally.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh it's it's been it's been uh it's been a r it's been a rough uh year on several fronts. Uh you know, both uh both personal and uh and on the hobby, but uh but I hope to to recover next year. Um, I, I you know, that is my plan. Uh, you know, my plan is to finally get my 500 back up again. My plan is that I want to build, uh, you know, finish building the Kraken and, and get one more ESC. Uh, one more of the, what is it? The 260 PSC from Hobbywing. So basically get two of those, one for the Kraken, one for the 700, because I keep overamping it. Move that 130. You keep over ramping the KC? Yes. What do you see? do you have on there? Wow. Uh, uh one thirty. Oh
5: okay. Oh that's, yeah, that's too course. small. Yes. Yeah, so right. oh, you need so I'm two, I'm I plan
0: to move that one thirty to the five uh, to the five seventy, the one twenty that I have in the mm-hmm. five seventy to the one yep. to the five hundred. Um so that would get all my helicopters with telemetry because right now the the one hundred that died was a V3, so I don't plan to replace another with another Mm-hmm. With another uh v three so that w- that way I would have all b all b fours and you know a couple of of b fives but all with telemetry, so that I could have all those helicopters with telemetry and with the right e s c so that I don't overamp anything um so you know I have a plan for for next year that I hope that uh you know it it materializes, which includes you know uh, of course both getting my my fleet where I want it as well as trying to hit as many events as I can, including Urcha. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what uh, what next year comes. Uh, that's uh, those are my goals for for next year. Uh, aside from you know, keep trying new stuff. You know, these the winter months usually are a very good opportunity for me to 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 train on new things. And now that I'm I have finally that connection with a helicopter, I feel that I'm finally going to be able to translate some of th- some of those things. So cool. I'm I'm hoping uh, to be to be a, a far better year than last year. Let's see what uh, what the gods uh, what the gods of the of the hobby decide, but hopefully they rule in my favor and everything goes goes well because I have everything set and hopefully a full plan laid out to to achieve that. So that's uh, you know that's short and sweet for me, but I think that you know very meaningful. There's a lot. There's a lot of mixed feelings for sure, you know, within those short few minutes of, of this recap. But, uh, but, but I hope that, you know, next year will be far better.
2: Hmm. Kate, can I extend this to something a little, a little else, although we're starting to get pretty long here, but anyways, how about as far as the podcast goes? Because to be honest, I thought this was your, uh, this year was actually not a bad year for the podcast for us this year too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that I think you're right. Um, one one good highlight of the of the year for sure was the podcast. I think that we've kept up. Um, mm-hmm. We've had our highs and our lows, uh, but I yep. think that that we've kept up. I think that we've had very good episodes this year. Um, the the, the last episode that we had with Carl was amazing. Yeah, I I think that that we've had very good guests. We've had g- very very good um very good episodes. I think that we've synced up very well. Uh, between us as a, as a podcasting team. So, so yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. The podcast, I think that you're right there. I think that mm-hmm. the podcast was, was good. Yeah. Uh, making, making sure that we keep it up. It's also part of the hobby. I think at this point for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it becomes part of, of part of the hobby to be, to be podcasting and to, to, to just sharing. And I think that a month has been good, uh, between our recordings. It gives us time to not burn up. And not do you know what 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 happened that you feel like you have to do something, uh, you know, for the podcast. You know, in a in a month's time, you do something, you know, in yeah. the hobby, so you have something to talk about. So, I will say
2: it would be good if I could be a little bit less picky, and then maybe we could uh, not wait for three weeks before we actually release after recording. But uh, that's that's me and my pickiness. I got to stop being so picky.
0: <laughs> but that's good. I mean, the the quality of the podcast I think is good. The 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 late the latest episodes I think that uh the quality has really ramped up. You've really leveled the the, the, the the gains of everyone. Um you know, before, you know, it was like we were always very low uh and not always with the same gain. So I think that you've ramped up your editing as well. And the last episodes yeah. have, have, have increased quality significantly, I believe. So so yeah, uh overall it's been good. Um, you know, and and of course I don't know what the future will hold, but uh, you know we've also had uh, you know Steve join us on on a few episodes lately, which has also been awesome. So you know overall the the podcast has been has been going really really yeah. well. So um so yeah you're right, And I mean I shouldn't. I I think I sometimes take that for granted. So so I think yeah. that's good that you that you brought it back.
2: And I'm I'm bringing that up for all of us. And I think the one thing that I think I would like to go and say, to, especially to our listeners, is give us some ideas for who to talk to i think one of the my my favorite thing to do as far as being part of this podcast is is doing interviews uh i absolutely love just talking to other people and seeing how they get in the hobby and and their views of the hobby and how they you know how they how they do the hobby right i know that's been one of my favorite things to to do and so I would love to hear from our listeners for suggestions on who to get into touch or to get on it on. I would even love it if even more. So if some of those listeners could actually put us in touch with some of those people too. And yeah. And just give us, you know, if you have something that uh, you think we would, that you think would fit for our podcast, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, the great legend or anything. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know there are you know regular joes in the hobby that that yep. also have you know super interesting life stories or super interesting hobby stories as well. Yep. Um, so so yeah, it's uh, for sure it's uh, it's always great to to listen to people.
2: Still, my favorite all time series uh, was the Free Fall Podcaster listeners listener series. That was barf by far my favorite whole thing is just listening to average joes and how they go and do the hobby.
5: Yeah, how they get involved, how yeah. they, you know, their experiences exactly. share, share what they like about it and stuff. Yeah, no, just yeah. I, I love that series. Um, it was the that best was, because it was the, one of the easiest to do because yeah. we had a set of questions <laughs> yeah. and uh, we had the yeah. shotgun round and basically yep. that would be the 40, 50 minute, you know, interview yep. that we needed to fill in that middle part of the show. So yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, I think that, that was one of my favorite
2: series to listen to and I would love to hear yeah. From more people and, uh, you yep. know, people that, if, if you're, you know, if you're interested in talk, getting on the podcast. One of my and and favorites us, from, to
5: from my old, from the old Freefall was actually, that's related to that, was actually the podcaster series. Yeah. I liked having the podcasters host on, come on and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, I thought that was uh, a, it was fun. Yeah. Fun to get, you know, other folks on the show and, you know. Well, I've said
2: it on the, sh- I've said it on our show before. I mean, this podcast would, wouldn't be going if it wasn't for you guys on, on Freefall. You know,
1: 150%. You guys
2: at Freefall, I mean, we like to talk about RCHN V2 being the the godfathers and all that kind of thing. I mean, we know that podcasting was going, even RC Heli podcasting was going before then, Mm -hmm. before them. Yeah, they made it more mainstream. They they made it more mainstream. But to be honest, I think even there, I think Freefall for you guys, I think made a bigger impact on the RC Heli hobby as a whole than, than RCHN did (laughs) mostly because of how accessible you guys have been. Mm -hmm. You guys all were, were, you know, I, I was always amazed that you were willing to read every single email. On the air yeah,
5: live, yeah. You know? a lot of the comments and stuff. It, it got <laughs> a little long sometimes, and it and did. It got a little especially emails. when Javier emailed you, <laughs> right?
2: right. <Yeah. laughs> the novels, um, but, but th- th- that, that was, I think really that made a big mm-hmm. difference for for the RC heli hobby in general, and and you know this podcast a lot of the other podcasts, heli podcasts, which are doing those guys are doing an awesome job, and I, I listen to every one of them. To one of the every one of the Heli podcasts because I want to support them. And it, none of those podcasts, I think, would probably around, or most of those podcasts would not exist if it wasn't for you guys at Freefall. And, uh, yeah. And I've said it before on the show too. So I think yeah, you guys, that's, thank you. That's probably one of the biggest things. And I think that's where I kind of would, in some ways, it's not so much that I want, would like to see our podcast have an impact, but I'd like to be able to. For us to try and be as accessible as possible in that way, too, and to to be able to help promote other people, you know. I think that's something that I think a podcast does a good job of. So, different manufacturers, different dealers, different, but even just the average Joe hobbyist, too. I think that's something that I would love to see us do in the new year is…
5: I think, I think the Joe podcasts. People. I think like, you know, what, especially for free fall, we kind of didn't, we were average Joes or all of us were average Joes, even though like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I became a sponsor pilot. It doesn't matter. I'm still an average Joe when it come to a fun flyer when I fly, you know? So I think we made it relatable, right? Like, yes, those yes. are CHN guys are, are common Joes as well. But like, because I think they're a West Coast and they only stuck to like West Coast events, it really didn't yeah. interact, it seemed like, with, with the community as much. Um, I think that's well, one of the things like me and Andy and, and you know, we try to, to do these events and like try to meet as many folks yes. that listen to us and, and hang out with them and whatever, at least take a flight with them or something, you know, yeah. and just kind of share the moment. So You guys are better. You guys were better located, though, because
2: there are more people flying well. East Coast than the West yes, Coast, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So in that and, way, it made it easier mm-hmm. that
5: way. But Yeah. Yeah. Especially this mid-Atlantic area, right? Like the Virginia mm-hmm. events, yes. the North Carolina events. Yeah. You know, they really started blowing up, I think, when as soon as, like, I guess I was starting to get into the hobby and do fun flies, yeah. right? That's so uh, yeah. I kind of grew up with that. So
0: cool. cool, cool. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Cool, say it was
5: a good
3: podcast, guys. Yes, yeah. rather- I do yeah, have one sure. last thing.
5: Sure, um, go for it, Steve. Yeah, I just want to wish, you know, you guys and also all your listeners and all, all the folks out there in the RC Heli community. I mean, this is probably going to be out, I'm hoping, before the new year or at least by Thanksgiving. It'll, it I mean, should be December. Holidays? This,
2: probably to December 26th is when it should be coming. We, so we just try after, to release okay, on so the 26th yeah.
5: of every month. So it should be so December 26th. Go. So, yeah. Oh, happy holidays, everyone. Yes, I want to wish everyone so. a, a right. safe and happy New Year's. Yes. Let's make sure, you know, we start off 2024. You know, just freaking lighting helicopters up in the air and let's, you know, yep. <laughs> let's, let's uh, have some fun here. You know, let's yes. let's kind of go off the walls. Like, who cares about the rules so much? Let's, you know, strap have fun. fireworks to helicopters and let's just have fun. <laughs> let's be safe about it, but let's have fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's so, burn the coaches. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to do a <laughs> night, night. Out. Yeah, heck yeah.
0: All right. Cool.
5: <laughs> I'll let you guys uh, take it.
0: All right. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, want to thank, uh, all of, uh, all of our listeners, uh, for putting up with us. Uh, it's been, it's been a good year. It's been a good run. Thank you all, uh, very much, uh, for sure. As Steve said, we wish you, uh, Merry Christmas and of course, uh, a happy new year, hoping that each and one of you has, uh, an amazing time that, you know, progress, not just, uh, you know, on your hobby skills for sure. Of course, we want to see more helicopters and more pilots. Uh, but um you know for sure, make sure to to I uh, wish you the best you know I guess to put it in to put it bluntly into short words to, to wish you the best in the next year, whatever your endeavor you might want to take on and for sure, if you want to keep listening to us, we'll try to keep here being here, just uh everyone throwing stones at me uh and that's fine uh, just having just having fun uh and uh you know trying to share a little bit of what this hobby is all about. So guys, if, uh, if we, if, uh, Darren, if you want to, uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Yeah. And once again, I'll say it again, please do, especially
2: for listeners in the Pacific Northwest, give me, get in touch with me. And, uh, I would love to come out into there and do some flying as much as I can in the new year. So you, the best way you can try on Facebook. I actually had a couple listeners contact me on Facebook, uh, over this last little while and. And as per usual, it took me about three or four days at least before I actually saw the, the message. So your best bet really is darren at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Uh Frank, if uh, someone wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that?
1: Find me on the hangout. On the RC Helly hangout.
0: Frank all right. All right. Yes, he's always there. He's <laughs> he's always watching, just like uh just like in Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you, uh how would they do that?
5: Uh best way would probably be Facebook, Steve Y-U-N, uh hit me up. Um other than that, you can email thefreefall at gmail.com. I still get those
0: emails, so Okay. I should write a novel sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, we'll read it.
5: We're not we can't say anything about it anywhere, but you know, we'll read it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. And uh, if you want to t- get in touch with me, uh don't try Facebook because I'm not there. Uh you can for sure try todiscoil@gmail.com. Uh you can also try um try me Javier Moreno or todiscoil also at Instagram, which I know, I know Instagram and Facebook as part of the same, but still yeah. Facebook's no go. And uh, you can also watch uh my my YouTube uh channel tinyurl.com/todiscoil. That'll take you to my youtube landing page so uh without further ado i uh, wish you the best uh, hopefully you keep on listening i will for sure keep on recording so thank you very much have a nice day night or whatever it is in whatever times on your at. so see you guys see you the new year bye-bye
2: Bloopers and outtakes, bloopers and outtakes.
5: And there was much rejoicing.
2: Yeah, well, I'm thinking what we should probably do is just, you know, go over the last couple of weeks first for a round robin, and then we'll sort of review the year. Would that work?
1: Yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't want to do that.
2: Okay, what do you want to do? The same thing you
1: just said. I just might compare it or something. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. (laughs) <laughs> no, I got to tell you, you can make fun of Javier all you want. You can't pick on wings.
0: <laughs> I'm the punching back.
1: <laughs> You're my favorite one of, the, of all. Jingle bells,
4: jingle bells, jingle all the way.